Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. <laughs> Always like, oh, we got one. So we definitely. You've already broken everybody about What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Let's Talk More Movies. Sure, we're trying to talk about movies, but now we talk about anything and everything else. I am your host, Michael Breslin. To my left is. To my right. Oh, sorry. I'm not, you know what, fuck. I'm, we're not even going to. That one's going out with no context. Like, we're not even trying to explain that. I don't think you could, really. It's <laughs> <laughs> just a noise. <laughs> a, we're two fucking grown men <laughs> making fucking wee small noises to each other. Making laughing. one legs to each other. We're <laughs> <laughs> definitely regressing as human beings. We're not developing at all. But it's basically turning on day who can make the, the smallest noise. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty much what it is because. Like, all right, okay, fuck it, we'll explain it. <coughs> Me and Heron would just basically make the noise add each other as a greeting and yeah. as like a, a leaving term. Aye. But now we're trying uh, to catch each other. Now yeah. we're trying to catch each other out with getting basically the smallest uh. death rattle of a noise. But Heron dropped an absolute bomb on me there before we started. <laughs> <laughs> but they can only get so short because very yeah. soon it's just going to be. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> but, but I because oh, Mickey, 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 I, I don't know if this remember remember uh, Mickey Ryan Colin and Colin doesn't sort of like sort of strange numbers because I mean, Mickey was looking for me for a DVD for the phone club and Colin answers the phone he's all oh <laughs> he's all oh yes Colin it's it's it's, uh, it's Michael uh, and he thinks you've used Mickey so he's like who the fuck's Michael so he's all I, is Colin there with you he's all Oh. <laughs> <laughs> he just kept doing it and then he realised it was you so alright fuck I yes make it what's a crap yeah so that's why we make noises to each other <laughs> yeah, pretty much yeah. battle cries <laughs> death cries more like yeah. <laughs> oh. Faster. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have to be faster than it. Unless <laughs> nice. does, does anyone have anything on or No, no, my bed just. Yeah. I've had a rough weekend. Doing it on the Monday's never a good idea. Although it is my fault that we're doing it on the Monday, so I can't really complain. Yeah. What is Danger Bottle even Danger Bottle is every week we get bottles of booze and the next few weeks it's gonna be miniatures from my trip to Spain. <laughs> definitely skinned. <laughs> I mean definitely skinned. Well, they are like I am, I don't think. No, sure, it's the... 
Oh, the bag. I forgot about the bag. Allegedly, <laughs> just said it'll be miniatures for my trip from. Like you're you're looking directly at me, and you're just not listening to <laughs> what I'm saying. Exactly. Looking at the mouth, I'm just not hearing. Just... <laughs> and also, lights are on, but there's no one. Else <laughs> ask the question: What's danger? <laughs> Uh, that's, that's a brand new level of fucking chat you, you gotta be cats together tomorrow. Definitely one day. Here, go some Ronald cats together. Talk to you, you know, just in case. Right. So we have the bag of miniatures. I think there's seventeen left. So uh, Shan went first last week. So here, here, and have we done? Was that last week? Jesus. Months ago. <laughs> right, that's my fucking times all over the place. Move on to clinky, clinky. Oh, like I like. I hope I don't get whiskey lad. again. I want a fruity one today. What? Oh, I wanted that one. Oh, you can swap. Ah, no. oh. what actually is it? Anisette Campany liqueur Ugh. or liqueur. As, as, a, as it were. I don't like aniseed stuff. Uh, is, uh, it's probably it's like some it's like a wee memory to canter. I know, it's a cool wee bottle. I like yeah. that. Now let me see the bottle. Mm. Very, I'm very, oh, very nice. Very nice. There. I, I like the indentation. <laughs> it reminds me of something that you would see in like a chapel or something. <laughs> That's all I gotta say. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, no, I, I, right. I think you're packing mine for me. Apologies, go ahead. No, I'm because I'm a person. I get one too. <laughs> I get one too. <laughs> okay, mine is Passion Kama Exotic Fruits Liqueur. Passion Cam. Oh shit! It's probably just like passion fruit. What's what's your the percentage on your thing? Mm. You see, it's it's a bit rubbed, but it looks to me like twenty. Mine's seventeen. <laughs> Maybe thirty. Can, can Shan win top trumps here? <laughs> Was mine the highest last week too? Yeah, I can't remember. It was at thirty-seven point five percent. Well remembered. No, my luck. I probably fucking will be. I'm trying to feel because usually there's ridges on balls of whiskey and stuff. I'm trying to, <laughs> I'm trying to go for a smooth ball. Go be a deck. Just oh, I, want, I want a wee fruity one. Oh for fuck's sake! I got sangria. Sangria. So I've actually got the, I've actually got the lowest this week. Why? What? What's eleven percent? Oh, there you go. That's not so bad. What is it? What did you win the bottom when we drinking sangria? Right there, step brother. It looks twenty, but so, I don't know. The thirty could, the three could be bigger too. No, but uh, why would the, the the three be bigger than the zero? I don't know, Mike. You're, you're a designer. You tell me. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Not a designer, <laughs> but an attitude. You know what I mean? Okay. Uh, this just says sangria, and then underneath it, it says Antonio Nadal. I don't know if that's the name of the company or. Just, or just maybe some boy owns this particular Sounds bottle. Like, maybe that's what they do in Spain. Definitely yeah, a football name, like. He's like, like he, he has that to be put aside for uh, to write his name. On. Everybody of like by, by, by Spanish birth gets one of these bottles <laughs> for when they're christened their son. And this is Antonio Nadal's, and you stole it on him. I got them fucking Nadal's fucking night birds for Christmas. You want to see Some bugs, hey. Right, go here and crack yours. Can you not open your thing? <laughs> It's been a rough week. Like, yeah, I was involved in an accident, right? So, uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, do you want me to open it? <laughs> I'm laughing too much, can't open it. Like, well, Shan, you drink yours first. <laughs> like, we baby hands, can't open it. Well, in fairness, if sangria is anything to go by, like, go there. Sangria, sangria, it's sangria. I can't open this either. <laughs> no, it, it just tastes like sangria. I've got nothing else to say about it. Uh, what does sangria taste like? It just kind of. Spanish wine, but more fruity, like a, f- a really fruity oh, wine, shit. a really fruity red wine. 
and that's exactly what it is. It, I think it always think it tastes like a Haribo. Ah, uh, it's nice, but it's just kind of sick. Then I could have a, a couple of subs yet. Well, luckily it's just a, a, yeah, it a tiny manager. bottle. And even that manager, I've taken literally one sub. <laughs> yeah. Did you get that open? I did. Here Pitch. you are. Fuck. There you go, Mick. Ah. Papa Bear. <laughs> bamboo. Ah, <laughs> oh, bamboo. Ah, <laughs> oh, bamboo. <laughs> Who's Does going first? Me, am, am I going or second? Yeah, Does it smell aniseedy? It smells very aniseedy. Jesus. Mm. That's fucking delicious, boys. That's it, eh? Is it like Sambuca? Do you like Sambuca? No, it's far far more pleasant than Sambuca. Sambuca fucking sticks to the top of mm. your mouth. Mm. And then liquid goes down, so just a tricky. <laughs> literally, literally, <laughs> everything sticks to the top of your mouth. You know? It is true, though, because Sambuca is very pungent. It's lovely. And I mean, you can't, you can't get rid of that to see I fucking hit the honesty, but I'll give us a rattle. It's nice, like. It's passion. It's nice. Shit. It smells nice, Yeah, that's nice. It's quite sweet. Mm. It's quite mild. Too. It reminds me. Do you know what? It's like I hate licorice all sorts, but mm. it's like the only licorice all sorts I used to like in the birthday baskets. Do you know the wee purple and blue ones? Aye. Tastes like that. Tastes like that sweet. Here, have a sip it. Here, does anybody want passion camel? Yeah, love passion fruit. Is it nice? It's it just kind of tastes like standard like fruitier grey alcoholic thing. Mm, fuck it. Not so bad. What's all these flags about? I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's, well, I know what you mean. It does just taste like song that WKD will come at me. It's, it's <laughs> not, it's 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 Famous last words on that Yaza strap. I don't really understand, I don't really understand the, the concept of this too because it's just got this big crack and I don't know if he's fucking having a wee sup to himself and then there's just these flags all about the place. I wasn't quite sure what was happening. You should, should have called the crocodile tears. It does taste like licorice all sorts. Mm. Like, it's, mm. a, it's a bit sweeter than oh. Sambuca, mm. maybe. Check that crack and I like to For a fact, he'd be a good laugh at a party. He'd definitely be a buddy to get that tooth out of the way. I'd bag a hide in. Just <laughs> down the swamp. Swamp party. Oh, fuck, yeah. Crack is tasty. Nice, isn't it? Mm. Passion. Oh, oh, fuck it, man. Can't taste like Christmas cake, that's hungry. Aye, aye. Luckily, I've nothing else to say about that sangria. Just the fact that yes, it is sangria. Really, like a shit here. Yeah. Not just because it's mad design, all the flags, but it's just generally tasty. Think it'd be good. <clears throat> Sorry, excuse me. I think that'd be nice to like mix with vodka or something. Even though it's already an alcohol, do you not think so? Because it's got a really sharp, fruity taste. What? Oh, put vodka and then that mm. that would be fucked like I would get you absolutely fucked I might even try it now to be honest <laughs> <laughs> like <happen>. Monday club just <laughs> <laughs> pour a wee bit of vodka into the bottle yeah fuck I'd have to go to the tax office somewhere morning I really want to be hard to be fucked no, but no, you are going to <laughs> <laughs> I know I shouldn't but, but I will <laughs> okay what have we watched this week folks who wants to go first Ah, oh, we're all so kind to each other these days. You go first, Mikey. You never go first. Yeah, yeah, I don't know if I fucking watched anything. And we're fucking thinking on the sly now. Just aye, aye. I'm not drunk enough to make up a film. <laughs> <laughs> you can't just make up a film, Michael. I don't mind going first. Never been too I watched this week is Violet and Daisy. What the fuck? I, I think that's the name of it. I seen that on Netflix today, and even though it was only like recommended one star for me, I was immediately intrigued just because of the really strange synopsis that it gives. Wait, on Netflix, synopsis? it says, ah, oh, what the fuck? Doesn't that say, like, 
Violet and Daisy are two hat women, but they're littlest <laughs> hat women. Hat women. <laughs> hat women. Do you hit women? <laughs> no. <laughs> oh no. Oh, no, not no. domestic violence jokes. Like <laughs> ten minutes on. But uh, <laughs> what he called? Uh, that's a solid forty minute joke. Uh, that's, like. that's, that's, usually, that's right when you're running out of stuff. Like <laughs> that's after everybody has already stopped listening. <laughs> <laughs> you said a fucky one. We have to learn them on first. I'm like, I mean, but uh, no, it said on the synopsis, it was like I don't know, Violet and Daisy are to hit women, and then the second line just threw me. Is it not that? Their latest market just made them blueberry pancakes, and that's literally the synopsis. And I was like, "Right, this sounds about mad." Oh, well, it was oatmeal cookies. Oatmeal unless, cookies. Unless you're talking about a completely different film. No, that's oatmeal cookies. <laughs> Maybe I just really want some blueberry pancakes. And the way that came in the head. Blueberry pancakes are the shit. They are the shiz, right? But that uh, right. So go on. What the fuck? Because I've never even heard it. Well, it's about Violet and Daisy, played by Alexis Bledel from Gilmore Girls. Yeah, all about that Gilmore Girls. Love what? me some Gilmore Girls. Can't wait for the new series to come out in November. Nor can my Just girlfriend. around my birthday. Ah, <laughs> just for you, is it? Is it ma who's Daisy, no? Lauren Graham? No. <laughs> just a wee, <laughs> a wee reunion? No, it's actually uh, Saoirse Rona. Really? Saoirse. Our search. Our search. That's strange. Yeah. That's <laughs> a I thought, well, fucking John Wick's doing it. We're going to fucking do it. We <laughs> 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 fucking Morpheus. I can't get around. I didn't realise that it was because, I mean, like, basically everything that she does is pretty mainstream. Like, and that really. Seriously? Heard it. Well, it's, it's like 2011 or something, I think. Right. Uh, it's directed by the guy who wrote Precious based on the novel Push Jesus. by Sapphire. Jesus, <laughs> probably one of the most hard-hitting films I've ever watched in my life. Yeah, so, so he this... he wrote that. So then I, I'm. This is the thing he did after that. So I'm assuming he kind of he got a bit big from that, and then he probably realized that they're precious. He was like, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Even after he wrote, he probably didn't realize until it was on screen. He's like, Holy fuck, did I write right. that? <laughs> it's yeah, really fucking depressing. No, I need to write something about two yeah. fucking hot women and fucking yeah. oatmeal cookies. That's crap. Just fuck. I take college jets, boys. <laughs> That's too hot to handle. That's fucking. That's sort of content yeah. I put you on a permanent. Like. Enough reset. <laughs> but but uh, yeah, so they're two hit women, hot women. I what you said, and uh, let's just say assassins. Ah, assassins say probably those. better. Yeah. Hot woman just doesn't sound right, does it? Especially when you said women. What <laughs> <laughs> friend Norman Irish there? Yeah. Anyway, they're two assassins, and uh, they're they're supposed to have the weekend off. But then they see a dress that they really want to buy. So, <laughs> so they sound shit. Yeah, no. <laughs> it's actually a re- like the the whole no, way good start, like. the whole way through the film. It just for everything to be kicked off from they're a bit sure of money and they want to buy a dress. It just seemed very sexist. Certainly as well, you know, for the sort of money flying about in the professional killing world, I thought you'd be struggling to buy a fucking dress, like. Well, no, it's a, like a big designer dress from a big superstar called Barbie Sunday. Yes, fucking off her and just take it off her? Well, no, because they <laughs> love her. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, so then their their guy that gets their the, the jobs, Who's Russ, that that's Danny Trejo. Uh-huh. He sleeps on a park bench for some reason. That's and uh, so they they <laughs> they get they get this job. So then they turn up and nobody's in the place. So then they're just going to wait for the guy to come back. So then, but then they accidentally fall asleep because they're like eight, they're, they're like eighteen, nineteen, supposed to be kind of age. Like, I think Alexis Bledel will look eighteen or nineteen when she's about sixty. Yeah. 
She's the most bibifous person. Well, I think she's supposed to be slightly older because Sarah Sharonan has a birthday in it, and so you know she's eighteen. But you can like Alex Bledel seems to be have have been doing this longer. Yeah, so maybe she's a wee bit older. But um, yeah, so then they accidentally fall asleep in this guy's flat, and so then they wake up and he's he's covered them like with a blanket. Oh, and it, but then he's fallen asleep, so they wake up with the guy sleeping there. And it's James Gandolfini. <laughs> James Gandolfini? Yeah. Oh, fucking, I've really never heard of this. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so the uh, so the whole film, then, is pretty much just set in that flat. Like, they go outside sometimes and stuff, but they they realize that he wants to be killed for some reason, so they're not going to kill him until they know why he wants to be killed. Well, I suppose thing. that's a nice reversal, so they're not doing their job, and I suppose it's... A save the cat moment would it be? Oh, oh. we'll talk about that later. <laughs> not really, no. Oh fuck! They're not, fuck they're, they're, off, they're not redeemable characters, but then they're they're trying to actually save his life. Well, no, they like no, him because he was nice to them. No, because they're not. They they say we do need to kill him. All oh, right, but okay. just we want to find out why he wants to die. Oh, or... I thought they decided not to kill him because they liked him. No. All oh, right, okay. Well, it's not a save the cat moment then. What's Gandalfini like in it? Because I absolutely love him. R.A.P. Gandalfini. Yeah, he's he's great, and I mean, he just kind of plays this really sweet guy. He does that so well. Like, like well, not in the Sopranos, obviously. <laughs> but he's obviously best known for the Sopranos, but he's got a lot of roles. Like he's got Jesus, what do you call it with Kristen Shirt as a Welcome to the Joneses. Yeah, that uh, yeah. sounds right. Plays a really nice, sweet guy in that. And then the main one is with fucking, what do you call her from Seinfeld? Jill, Julia Dreyfus. Julian Dreyfus. What's it called? Oh, Jesus Jesus what the fuck's it called? It was like his last film before he died. I... Oh, I'll get it. There's like where it. in the title or something, or now. Now where go? <laughs> something <laughs> like that. <laughs> Maybe not in that order. Two seconds, I will get this. But I, you continue talking and then sure I'll talk about that one but yeah I know James Gandolfini's great in it and he kind of makes up for some of the best moments in the film like him and Sarah Sharonan kind of have some really nice moments of just kind of talking about themselves and their lives and that's probably the main strengths of of the film is when you get those kind of intimate moments between him and he has a couple of bits with Alexis Bledel as well but she's she's way more kind of rough and like she she happily just shit people and stuff and We're world weary you would say Saoirse Ronan's a bit more innocent and stuff like Naive. that yeah uh, that film as well was not where here now you're just basically whatever or what it's enough said <laughs> enough said I knew but it was something like that <laughs> such a like sweetheart in that though yeah because <clears throat> everybody fools Gandalfini or like or is kind of blinded by the fact that obviously he was 26 Catherine Keener and all yeah it's a really good film answer, really good it was his last film before he, he well I think it was the last one was released before he died anyway but <clears throat> obviously they always kind of associate him with Tony Soprano but then he always says like most actors obviously he was the complete opposite from his main character and it's weird because we for Tony Soprano he put on an accent too like a kind of hard man accent that mm. everybody assumes us but if you actually hear James Gandolfini's real yeah, accent it's, 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 it's accent. so geeky you know what I mean he's, he's like a big bear but oh, really? uh, I kind of want to watch it now just for him wow. I've seen that the <laughs> night of was completely dedicated to him too because he was an executive producer yeah, he was oh, supposed really? to play the tutorial part 
Well, don't get me wrong, Totoro's fucking unbelievable. Totoro's but class, he, he should win all the awards this year. All the awards. Oh, everyone. All everyone awards. that they got. Even ones that he's not nominated for. <laughs> just, bake just, off and stuff, yeah, he just won't bake off. Just give it them, fuck it. Just Totoro walks in at the end of Bake Off. Star Baker is. Thank you. I fucking know what. Oh. I don't know. I, I love the night of with Totoro, but now I'm kind of thinking to myself, well, they, oh, what they, would I mean? Like? It was originally when they were trying to get it, uh, De Niro was offered it. De Niro, De Niro was going to play him, and then he couldn't, uh, you know, scheduling conflicts, you know. Yeah, because uh, he's obviously too busy doing bad grandpa and stuff like uh, that, like they uh, do the night uh, of. Yeah, <laughs> uh, better shit on, apparently. <laughs> and then, uh, <laughs> and then it was Gandolfini, and then Gandolfini was going to produce it, no, blah blah blah. But then he obviously passed away, and then uh, old, old Turts, Johnny Tots, yeah, stepped up the old plate. Yeah, it's brilliant though. But your thoughts on Daisy and Violet? Violet and Daisy. Violet and Daisy. <laughs> Once again, not listening. That <laughs> <laughs> was an easy mistake to make on Venice. Um, yeah, as I say, all the all. There's some really kind of nice intimate moments, and you Ooh, get when you get kinds. no, <laughs> where you just kind of where you learn more about the characters, and I think it 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 does a nice job of kind of just get letting you get to know the characters, but the actual kind of overall tone of it is nearly kind of like this kind of action kind of black comedy kind of thing. Like at the very beginning, you see Alex Bledel and. Sarah Sharonin dressed up as nuns and they're delivering these pizzas called like righteous pizza or something. Jesus. And they knock on the door and then as soon as somebody comes, they they start shooting out f- from the pizza boxes and stuff. As they're like, because like, it looked from the poster I looked at today as a kind of like a spun on kick ass or something. And it's supposed to be like really over the top comic book or. It's it's not really like over, over the top like violence or anything. Like it. Well, no, it is a bit. I know that I, it's it's probably a, not as full on as Kickass, but a uh, similar kind of tone. Do you maybe. think oh, that would that film have existed without films like Kickass? Do you think it's trying to fucking ride in its coattails a wee bit? Well, when was Kickass? Two thousand nine was it? Was it? Mm, uh, I don't like it. Or two thousand ten? It does. Uh, it just. It just. I don't know. I'm I know. No, look very similar. I know it does kind of have a similar kind of thing yeah, with with the kind of action moments. And they're grand for what they are, and you can kind of see it and trying to be be a bit funny with it, and you can like I rolled it like, but I kind of love all that shit like. But um, that's very good, man. I know there's, but there's there's loads of things in it that are like try and do like shortcuts the emotion. How so? This sounds interesting. <laughs> no, because like there's there's a bit where when James Gandolfini kind of first wakes up. When when they're in the flat and stuff, that there's just a yo-yo on the table, yeah, and he he starts to try and play. He starts, <laughs> to, he starts to try and play with the yo-yo, and he's oh, I could never work these things out, or I could never get it right or whatever. And then when he's about to leave them for the last time, Alex Vidal puts the yo-yo in his pocket. Okay, right, that means fuck all. <laughs> like yeah. the yo-yo hasn't been mentioned again, but. Just because, oh, it was there earlier, and now she's putting it in his pocket, and he gives her a wee smile, like, you're supposed to feel something from that. Yeah, even though the yo-yo as a prop hasn't really been built up enough. And yeah, and it doesn't mean anything to either and, of them, And they really. can't even fucking use it. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> fuck's fucking shit. Tell you before, I'm a dozy cunt. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to fucking kill me, and then you're... Uh... And there's, there's just, there's, there's bits in there just go nowhere. I mean, like, yeah. there's a whole kind of... 
plot or subplot with uh, here's a paperweight. I've <laughs> <laughs> yeah. got a few ball caps here, Fee. What do you reckon? Uh, huh? <laughs> what <are you> <laughs> but there's stuff that like goes nowhere as well. Like uh, they keep mentioning like Alexis Bledel's uh, oh, former yeah. partner called Rose, <laughs> but then you never find out what happens there and <laughs> what happened there, and it's. They don't even try and like allude that anything really happened there. You know what I mean? Sorry, okay. that's great. No, no, no. Sorry, no. We're just we're laughing about fucking. I don't, so know, it's what about about sort of... I don't know what I'm laughing. At. <laughs> but right, they mention Rose, and Rose is never actually seen or anything. Just mentioned. No, because she has this whole kind of like dream sequence <clears throat> shit. Then and it's they keep mentioning her, but they don't give you any more information so it's just kind of like why do you keep measure if you're not going to try and allude to what like because when i first heard it it was just like oh she obviously had to kill her partner or something like that. Yeah. but they never say one way that they don't give you anything they don't have to fully explain like oh she had a fucking killer but uh, you know like... give us something they allude in some way or give us some more information don't just keep fucking mentioning her and yeah. have it go nowhere because it's like they're trying to add a wee bit of mistake and Obviously, like you were saying, they're not trying to be really expositional about her backstory, but then don't just like don't be so subtle that you're fucking learning nothing, like because then it's just wasted fucking lines on a yeah. script. Because telling you nothing about the character, like because uh, there's a whole bit as well where they're out of bullets, so so Violet like Spadell has to go get more bullets. Mm. So then when she goes to get the bullets, she goes on a whole adventure, mm-hmm. and it's just like, but nothing comes of it. Yeah, like like the. She goes in to get the bullets, and then, like, the place gets robbed, and everyone else gets killed, and then cops come in, and then they get killed, and that's it. And it's just, it's it almost like an excuse just for more action, really, aye, I suppose. Like, it doesn't affect anything, like. Strangely, just, they go back to what you're saying about, like, alluding to their backstory, but it really kind of doing fuck all for the story. A good way of doing that, like we talked about before, is in A Skiff from New York, you know, like... The way you keep hearing about Snake Plissken and stuff again, you keep hearing people telling stories about like all these wild fucking fights that he got out of and obviously chatting about old Fresno Bob, one of my old favourites, <laughs> and what he <laughs> done to Fresno Bob, and like they just they kind of mention these people's names. They mention that they were in these big wars and bank robberies, but they don't go into too much detail. But just those wee tidbits of information, give you more it gives you an impression like oh fuck, you know. Like every time they're at least giving you a bad, he's a bad new information. It's not like if they just kept on mentioning, oh, what you did to Fresno Bob. Right, he's done one thing in his life, then, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, true enough. <laughs> but at least it was all different stuff. And he's like, oh, this boy has a fucking story to tell. I mean, you know like, Fresno Bob got a tight look. Like, uh, Fresno know, Bob got a tight Never like. find out what happened to Fresno Bob, but no doubt, like, you got an absolute tight So he stopped showing up the ball games. You know? <laughs> <laughs> You know what they did to Fresno Bob? Come to the game no more. <laughs> yeah, it must have been bad if he ain't come to the game. Fresno no. Bob definitely ended up back a sub territory, <laughs> but around microwave territory or something. <clears throat> but your your final thoughts on? I'm going to try Daisy and Violet. Violet and Daisy. For fuck's sake! I thought I said Violet and Daisy last time. <laughs> nope. Um. Just think, I've contracted VD. Just think, I'd ah, and Daisy. V and D. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Do you ever get D out of V? I get D every day. <laughs> I get D quite a bit too. But very rarely V. I thought I had a bit of V earlier on, I didn't. No. By the way, for our listener, D and V, or V and D is vomiting diarrhea. Oh, really? <laughs> what did you think it was? I thought it was deck of vagina. <laughs> <laughs> I thought the VD was like a form of AIDS, no? Nah, it's vaginal Vene- discharge. Or oh, also, it? actually, VD could also mean venereal disease. <clears throat> so, Jesus, VD is quite versatile. Yeah. Also, I would say V for vodka. And I would say V for very. Like, V interesting. 
I actually, yeah. I seen, I seen a guy wearing a t-shirt that said, no, you'd be like BYOB, like bring your own beer, bring your own booze. It was BYOV. Oh, yeah. And everyone thought it was like bring your own vagina. I would definitely think bring your own vods. I uh, see. That's what that that's that's what it, that's what it was because it's a it was like a promotional shirt for like a bloody Mary mix. So you, you just bastard. you bring your own vodka. I actually really want that t-shirt. I suppose I could just make it myself. Yeah, but no V. Like sure. I mean, I've always I've always said the hair. Like even when they off him, scram. I'm like, well, I'll V here. V makes it sound so seedy, but don't it? Fanny juice. <laughs> oh, oh, come mm. on. Fanny batter. Anyway, <laughs> batter. That's like. Was there not a pack of space called VD? <laughs> Fuck off, that. I don't know. Probably a good, good reason they're not around anymore. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they definitely don't exist if they did <laughs> anymore. Like. There was a chunk of called PG. PG? No, no, no that's, that's, that's T. T. That's a T bag. PG. That's T, not PG V. Tips. Or D. Ah, fuck it, don't know. <laughs> Fucking, what a, what's a crack wave version of those children? Wrap it up. Wrap it up. Um, wrap it up. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, Valentine's Day. Um, it's, it's a grand watch, but I, I couldn't really recommend it overall. <clears throat> if you're a big Saoirse Ronan fan or a big James Gandolfini fan, You'll you'll get some nice stuff out of it probably, but overall it's just a bit kind of meh. Mm-hmm. It does. I'm not gonna lie. It does sound like a shite, <laughs> but I'm still kind of interested. I, w- I wouldn't go as far as saying it's shite. It's just a bit kind of oh, all right then. No, the way no one again the finish on it, and he actually doesn't do that many films. I might give it a wee watch because I mean, my day 2013. That's 2011. One of his last ones. I'll give it a wee. I joke. think it's 2011. It's it's obviously like super low budge and whatnot. That's what I'm saying. Because I mean, even from you know the way it kind of shows you like the flashing of images on Netflix when you land on some. Aye. Yeah, look at that. Then you know the way you can just kind of get that cheap feeling. Oh, actually, uh, Tatiana Mazzani's on it as well for what? a wee cameo. The love, recent Emmy winner. Love her from Marfan Black. I've never watched it, but I've heard it's fucking really good. It's really good. I've never watched that. What do you call it, either? She's the hardest working actress in ever. I've heard this say because does she not like play about three hundred different fucking roles or so on her versions of herself or something like that? Yep. <laughs> what a woman. No, there's like there's Just like three hundred Emmys. <laughs> <laughs> a truckload. There's like five. I think there's like four or five like main characters in the show that are her, and then there's there's other ones that kind of pop up then as well. So. <laughs> And they all have, like, different accents and different mannerisms and whatnot. That's on Netflix, isn't it? It is. That's how I watched it all. Is it an original or is that BBC America? It's BBC America. Right. No, I'll definitely get on it because, what, there's, like, three or four series? I think it's a Netflix original in the sense that they bought the rights to it. They show it on there or some shit. I don't know. Because they, they, no way they sometimes do it where they update it every week when it's actually on TV as well. Yeah. They do that with that, I think. Oh, yeah, like a week. Right now, well, we'll give it a go because... There's no way, like, Better Call Saul's a Netflix original, but it's AMC yeah. in America anyway. Boom. Can I go next for what I've watched, or do you want to go next time? Go ahead. Uh, what I watched this week, and it is genuinely... Gen- I would say not even guilty pleasure, because I do... Well, okay, right, it's a bit shite, but... It's still one of the greatest films ever made. I watched Kindergarten Cop. <laughs> I absolutely love this film. <laughs> I mean, like, even since, like, when I was growing up and stuff, I get... It was always on TV, and uh, it's one of those films I know that some of it's a really, really shite, but it's got a lot of fucking good on there, too. I, honestly, 
Schwarzenegger's always given a bit of grief about, like, you know, he's a pretty limited actor and stuff like that. Apparently, when Kindergarten Cop was first released, it was the first time a critics noticed that Arnold Schwarzenegger had more depth than just being, like, this fucking killing machine. Because there's some scenes in there where it's pretty affecting. You know what I mean? Like, when he's talking about his son, how his son lives in Austria and stuff like that, and there's when you get to see him. It's not the best performance you ever see, but what, for Schwarzenegger... What Schwarzenegger, year was Kindergarten I fucking was very, very surprised until I checked this out. I always assumed it was mid-90s, like 93, 94, it was 1990. It was the very start of the 90s. Oh, really? So it's just, I mean, like, I was even more surprised that Kindergarten Cop was released before Terminator 2. Which is fucking crazy, in my Wait, opinion. When's Terminator 2? Like 92 or so. Or 91 now. But Kindergarten Cop definitely came first. My, my. My, my. Is, uh, is it Penelope Ann Miller? Yeah. No. Yeah, that's, uh, that's the love interest. She's... And you couldn't take the Terminator seriously if you said him in Kindergarten. Because <laughs> <laughs> I always thought that Terminator 2 was released and then obviously Arnie was looking to kind of go into more comedic roles because he'd done twins I, already. Because I thought it stemmed off True Lies because mm. James Cameron said he put Arnie in the air because he, he seen that he could do more and he was a bit comedic and stuff like that. Yeah. So I thought he started doing all air kind of stuff after True Lies. No, see, I mean, he done twins. Just he done twins before Kindergarten Cop, and then he done Kindergarten Cop before Terminator Two. So he actually delved into the yeah, comedy bits earlier than what I thought. That's it kind of threw me a bit too. Twins no. is his favorite film of himself. Really, twins? Aye, because he he finds it really funny, and he he liked to show off his comedy side. Jesus Christ, twins is fucking horrendous. I just feel about, <laughs> I just feel about Junior. I don't like Junior's even worse. Ah uh, shit, twins is alright. I don't think I've ever actually seen Twins. I've definitely seen bits of it, but I don't know. What... I probably watched it when I was a Wayne, like, but I can't uh, really mind any of it. But for the uninitiated, I'm sure that basically everybody knows what the plot of Kindergarten Cop is. It is very much in the title. But uh, Arnie plays Detective John Kimball. And what he call Detective John Kimball! <laughs> <laughs> Detective John, John Kimball! <laughs> I can't you in it! Sorry! Sorry, Connor! Sorry! <laughs> No, what is it again? What do you call it? Dominic! <laughs> so let's the kid on it. Killian! But uh, he, he's an undercover cop. He's chasing after his drug dealer who I thought was the baddest motherfucker of the 90s. Crisp. I mean, Crisp weighs me fucking pure 90s ponytail on his parachute. Yeah, he's Crisp. <laughs> mine Crisp. <laughs> no, you can't mean that. Mine Crisp, no. Who's Crisp? He's Dominic's dad. <laughs> he's the dad. He's the drug dealer he's after. Uh, yeah, mine, he's got the him? That's fuck, I can't even remember his name, but I'll try and get it because he wasn't really anything else. Well, that, that was mainstream. Who's your daddy? What, what does, does he do? What the, what? Who the fuck does Is that what that comes from? Yeah, it's oh, I fuck guy. Aye, because he's Dominic's dad. Where the fuck is he now? He wants oh. the whole class, they say, but he's really just. Richard Tyson. As if Dominic would come out and be like, I made as a drug dealer. I made that as a after me, man. <laughs> but as if anybody would <laughs> believe Arnold Schwarzenegger as a kindergarten teacher. What it right now, fair enough. There's a gipping plot point, and, well, one of many gipping plot points in <laughs> kindergarten come, but it's just how Arnold Schwarzenegger, because you would think that if he was undercover, then, you know, the school board and stuff like that would know because they're Arnold. He just rocks up to school one day and just give him a job. Like, the rest of the faculty are completely clueless that this man's an undercover cop. Like, Aye, but they, they, you know, they saw it. He, was it. Was he FBI? What is he? Ah, fuck. No, I think he's just a normal cop. Is that his job description? He's a kindergarten cop. I know he's flat. Always he'd be kindergarten fed. It just doesn't work. Mm-hmm. It's a sequel. But Rich, if there was they a sequel, I'd be fucking Dolph Lundgren. You know, I released it like last year. Aye. I never want to see it. Because they, they did a sequel to Jingle All the Way as well, where you... Larry the Cable Guy. Jesus. <laughs> Aye, Richard Tyson as Cullen Crisp Sr. 
I mean, what a name. Colin uh, Crisp Senior? Colin Crisp Senior. But I, he's uh, probably the most 90s looking villain you've ever seen. Because he's got the ponytail, he's got the power suit, he's got the mashes. Does he have an earring? No, but he's got a medallion. So that <laughs> no, can't even do it. There's a Mr. Crisp and so on. It's the rock, is it? Mr. Crisp? Oh, uh, catchphrase? No, it's Mr. Chips. That's Mr. Chips. Yeah. <laughs> no, but remember when at the end, when Ed Harris just fucking turned the tables and he's just all... What film is this? The Rock. He's all oh, like, Mr. Rock? Crisp. Would you, uh, you know, he says secure fucking Ed Harris's weapon or whatever. <laughs> I wish I could secure Ed Harris's weapon in front of us. The really, the really kind young of... Young one. The young uh, one, the, he's called Mr. Crisp. The really mental looking boy, like... <laughs> Such that a good re- name, the really wants to, like, blow shit no. up. No. No, I'm a fool, so the, the, the young boy doesn't want to do it, not there and all, and then he's just all, uh, can I have your side arm? He's like, well, are you this side arm? And he just points at his head then. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, Kindergarten Cop, I don't know. It's probably just 90s nostalgia for me because one of those films that fucking I grew up with. Sorry, that's my phone dying. Arnie is pretty good. Not there is, but there's one scene, I don't know if you remember, where obviously in his class he assumes that one of the wee boys is Dominic originally, so he's the drug dealer's son, but then it just turns out that he's just this random kid in his class who's been getting fucking battered by his dad. And it is, it's one of the biggest fuss pump moments, I think, in any film I've ever watched. It's when Arnie finds the dad waiting for the wine outside and just bits that fucking scone him. Does he just <laughs> knock the fuck out? front of all the wines too. So, I mean, in, re- in the real world, they'd be sacked on the spot. Like, but the best thing is, is that the fucking school principal high-fives him for it after. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. <laughs> I hey, watch this film, man. <laughs> so good. Uh, really naff soundtrack. Really, really, really over the top naff. Wayne's? Nah, well, Wayne's. The, the, the Wayne's actually aren't that bad. But the uh, the They're going to do it. They're go- oh, that's, that is really bad. And the yeah. worst thing is, as well, is that that, that kind of that finishes the film. And then Arnie proceeds to fucking love her and twirl her around there and kiss her in front of the fucking class full of Wayne's. And it's like, oh, Jesus, guys, come on. And then they get down to the lovemaking. <laughs> Lock of Wayne's, I'm on. <laughs> <laughs> They're doing it. <laughs> yeah, they're really doing it, Harry. <laughs> You're going to learn like I learned. <laughs> like my father learned. <laughs> <laughs> Let the boy watch. <laughs> Let the class watch. <laughs> uh, but uh, no, I don't know. It's good. It's funny. Obviously, a lot of it's fucking 90s PG humor. Um, Arnie's good in that Colin Crisp is the biggest, baddest cunt of the 90s. Actually, as Maz, even fucking worse. She runs again over with a car. They says to me that she runs Arnie's fucking part over with a car towards the end. But I remember liking her. She she's, she's really she's funny. Fun. That's she's uh, what's her name? He's his because she 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 is originally supposed to be the kindergarten cop. What was her name again? Pamela Reed. But then she uh, gets food poisoning. So Arnie has to go out the last month. Yeah. But uh, no, it's a great film. And I just I think it defines the nineties and in, in every bit of its fucking aesthetic. Uh, but I love it. And on top of that too. Never ever watch the sequel because no doubt it's shit. Dolph Lundgren can never be fucking Detective John Kimball. And then they wrap up also. Is he playing Kim- the same character? What? I think he's still playing John Kimball, which is fucking ridiculous. Riddle. Are you no, sure about that? I've no idea what the sequel's about, but I'm assuming <laughs> if, it's called, if, it's called, if it's called Kindergarten Cop 2, then there's only so many fucking. Right, I, 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 gar- <laughs> I, I guarantee it is, he's not playing John Kimball. Oh, well, you never pr- know. That's probably a better thing. You but never know. How do you spell kindergarten? Kindergarten. K I N D E R G A R T E N. D. K I N. Garden. 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 Kindergarten. Kindergarten. I've been saying garden for fucking years. All these years. That basically just means child garden. 
all these years in the dark. There you go. <laughs> Dolph Lundgren in Kindergarten 2 plays Reed. Oh, Reed. Well, fair Reed. enough. Well, he's, 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 he's not John Kimball. That's fair enough. Oh, Bill Bellamy's in it. Who's Bill Bellamy? He plays Sanders. What? <laughs> Bill Bellamy. Who's Bill Bellamy? Let me see. Turn he, him around. He was in that episode of Keenan Kell playing himself. Give us a picture of him. He was in Fastlane. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I think he was an MTV presenter for a while. And that's, that's what got him on Keenan Kell. Got, he's got his pose locked down in a way. I love as well. Like he's, he says Bill Bellamy as if it was like fucking Ayla celebrity. Oh, my fuck, it's Bill Bellamy. As if it was fucking me. Oh, holy fuck. They got Bill Bellamy. Bill Bellamy's a kindergarten cop too. Jesus, he's a fucking principal. Jesus. I like that fly on the radar. Why did I miss that? He said that. On Bill Bellamy's Twitter feed and all. Yeah, Bill kept that one on the air. <laughs> Bill was probably delighted for working for us. You, you literally know nothing about his career <laughs> and just slagging him off. <laughs> 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 Who said it all, Bill? <laughs> Anybody that rocks a fucking profile pack like that? <laughs> oh, one last thing to you. I'm just looking at the poster for Kindergarten Cup. <laughs> just looking, it's it's kind of blurred, but look at Arnie's face in this cover. I mean, he genuinely looks distressed at these children being around him. Look at that. That's a man on the edge here. That's a man <laughs> on the fucking edge. <laughs> How about they pop me fucking boots through one of these But because you have it zoomed in, it kind of looks like he's just checking out that young kid, which is mm-hmm. just a bit creepy. I'm just they have a, like an uncomfortable kind yeah. of aspect. Of <laughs> <laughs> but that, no. One kid, creepy, loads of kids. Fine. It's all right. <laughs> Call yourself a teacher then. <laughs> no qualifications. Which he has one. Actually. <laughs> but, uh, I, was, I was watching Peep Show there earlier and uh, Mark Mark says like, oh, he, he, could, he wants to be like a scout leader or something and Jez just starts looking at him and he's like, not all scout leaders are pe- are pedos. He's all yeah, but it probably helps. <laughs> 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 oh no, you don't have to be a pedo to work with children. He's all I, but it probably helps. <laughs> One thing, just a final thing about kindergarten uh, cop as well is that the reason I like it, and again, it just kind of fits on this sort of nineties nostalgia thing, and it being a film that I grew up with, is that I don't think that you can make a film like that anymore. You know what I mean? They just did last year. I know, but like not that <laughs> sort of fucking you know. Just the naffness, that, that sort of norm charm, as they say. You couldn't get away with that anymore. What's charm? Norm charm. What's norm charm? It's, it's a TV troops fucking, yet again, it's a TV troops fucking uh, thing that they've got. They basically, norm is naff, so naff charm. And that's that's what it's got. I mean, you couldn't get away with that now and like play it straight, which that is playing it straight, because I, I, I think it gets more leniency because it's from 1990, yeah. and it's Arnie at his fucking peak and stuff like that. But uh, I just don't think you can make it really anymore too, because... I don't know, people have just got far more cynical, really, and having this undercover cop and along with all these wains. You know, like, it's the sort of world now where you can't have wains sitting on fucking Santa's lap and shit anymore. Yeah. I don't know, I think there's a lot more sort of PG-ness about that sort I think, of stuff. I think the, 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 last, the last kind of film that, that it was borderline on doing that was The Pacifier with yeah. Vin Diesel. I think, I, was, I think I was just on the edge of it being possibly all right. <laughs> <laughs> they were saying, too, that... Uh, and this is kind of crazy. I was reading something about it, about Kindergarten Cop already. It was made for 15 million, and then it ended up grossing like 202 million. So I think it was like in the top three for like 1990 releases in, in the states. So it was massive at the box office. But uh, 
I don't think they expected to do that well, even with Arnie attached to it, but they did say that that film then, and this, uh, I don't know if it's a good or a bad thing, most probably more likely a, a bad thing, they said that until that time there hadn't been many films where you've got this big actor, usually an actor as well, who's known more for his action, or like kind of thriller roles, pull on the, like a more light comedy with children, and this is that kind of started a template of stuff like The Pacifier and The Tooth Fairy and all that sort of shit. Mm. Which is definitely a bad thing <laughs> because all those films are fucking awful. Just yeah, it's like right. stop or my mom will shoot as well. Mm-hmm. Part, they're probably humming like uh, Arnie and Sly fought for all those fucking. See the way that story's told is that agents were saying, "If you don't take us, fucking Arnie's taking it." <laughs> <laughs> Where it's like it's a piece of shit film, but as soon as they say that, that was like a fucking red rag there, bullock. Like, Aye, he's like, "I'm about fucking doing." So I'm, I'm like, "No, fuck, fuck Sly, I'm doing kindergarten cop, fuck him." <laughs> Fuck them! And all friends, so I couldn't picture because they're so sort of playful about Arnie, or like I don't know, they're so more kind of stupid about Arnie. Whereas Sly just seems a lot more serious. I couldn't picture Sylvester Stallone doing kindergarten cop like. Mm. Yeah, I mean, what was that again? That fucking Sly Stallone impression. Oh, it was suits with it. Mm. Mine suits. What we used to yeah. watch. He's got a really good fucking Sylvester Stallone impression, but it's not even him saying any words. It's just like the noise that Sylvester Stallone usually makes. Ooh. No. <laughs> <laughs> when was last action hero at? 96, I think. 3, wasn't it? I don't know, 3, yeah. Or no, it was, it was the same year as Jurassic Park, so what was that? It was 94, is it? No, 93. I always think 94. It's the same week as Jurassic Park. Oh, was yeah. it? Yeah, sure, that's why it never fucking, that's why it failed. So they, they were grand in the 90s then, since they had that wee joke in it. Wee 93. Sylvester Stallone. What? How does fucking? Oh, aye, aye, aye. How does Last aye. Action only have six point two out of ten on IMDb? It's a fucking travesty. <laughs> Jurassic Park sitting up nights like. Aye, that's fucking it's a shit. Superior it? film. Yeah, it does like it does. Like. <laughs> <laughs> I was just being facetious. I think. Uh, I know because they they have the joke in Last Action Hero where Sly Stallone has played all Arnold Schwarzenegger's parts like he's aye, the Terminator, he's the Terminator, or Terminator. <laughs> and then even Demolition Ooh. Man. Uh, <laughs> Just having young crack over here. <laughs> Demolition Man, Schwarzenegger becomes president. Not oh, there. Does he? Because there's, there's a line talking. They talk about the Schwarzenegger Library, which oh, they, right. they named libraries after president. But uh, anywho, anywho, ooh, well, I talk about what I watched. Yeah, now nah, I'm good. That's right. Are you sure? Uh, talk about <laughs> no, no. Uh, I watched. Uh, I know we've already talked about it, but I remember the last time talking about it and. Because I knew fuck all about the whole story. I was just saying, so who the fuck's this? And what's this here? And it sounded really daft about uh, <laughs> the, the wasp and all this here. No, what the fuck's this? Ant Man. Oh, right. Did you end up watching it? It's fucking lethal. Really good, on there? I, I have to say, I think it's one of the best Marvel films since Iron Man. Really, it's really good. It's fucking brilliant. Yeah, it's I do you like it because it's a lot more refined and too. Like, you love Michael Douglas and he's fucking really good in it. Aye. Uh, but it, it's a bit more... And you don't like Paul Rudd either, so this is, this is a buddy like I want. Paul, it's actually Paul, Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd doing serious parts is, is a, a really good thing. I mean, it's not serious. It's, it's quite light. He keeps yeah. it light. But Paul Rudd, you know, playing a, an oily comedy part, I just doesn't think, I don't yeah. think it works. You see, know? look, I mean, it's a film me and Mickey really like this just out this year too. He's brilliant in the fundamentals of care. And it's strange. I like him yeah. as a, a comedian, but I actually think he's better, like you were saying, as a more kind of straight uh, dramatic actor. He's got a sort of a good, you know, he's got a good face now. He's, he's, he's that kind of age where he, he can start properly commanding leads, I think, and stuff. And Seems uh, to be going that way now, too. He's starting to look a bit older. He's starting to show his Finally. age because he is, what, nearly, nearly 50 years old? And even though he still looks like he's about fucking 30 years old, he's uh, defying aging. Uh, the man is an absolute Because, like, if you look at, like, Knocked Up, 
like Seth Rogen's like in his twenties in that film, and no, he, he's not. Ah, he is. Yeah, Seth Rogen's like twenty four. So Seth Rogen's still only like fucking thirty four or something. Fuck up. Like, super oh, young. Eh? Aye, Seth Rogen and Jonah Hill and all them boys, they were all around in their 20s. Well, and then, I always thought Seth Rogen was like Paul the Rudd is like, of the... No, no Seth Rogen's only about like... Actually, I think I'm nearly sure that Seth Rogen's 33. No, 34. No, I thought he was like and crazy. Then Paul Rudd is, is in like his late 30s, maybe even 40s in the moment. Let's see, Seth Rogen is 34. Fuck off. Yeah. yeah. Whereas That's Paul... mental, man. <laughs> Wait, what age did you? He's a few fucking silly minds on him. Like, <laughs> Jesus Christ. He's like. obviously had a hard enough life like, because yeah, he think. definitely looks at my fucking... He's had a fucking sure, rough paper round for the last even couple a, of years. It's too. even a joke and fucking knocked up because um, what do you call it? Catherine Hegel's talking to... What do you call Judd Apatow's wife? A Leslie Mann. Leslie, Leslie Mann. Man. And that Leslie Mann's all what age is she? And Catherine Hegel's like, oh, he's 24. And she's like, Jesus, he looks 44. <laughs> <laughs> but he does like... He's overweight too. Like, fuck me. Paul Rudd's 47. Yeah. So there's 14 years between Seth Rogen and Paul Rudd. Fucking hell. Fucking hell. Very cool. Everybody's a fuck us cool, though. <laughs> but, uh, and I liked it because it, it seemed like it, it, it didn't have to pander too much to the, the, the world, if you know what I mean. It became its own thing. Because yeah. remember when Iron Man 3 was coming out? Shane Black and Robert Downey Jr. says that it was going to be like a sort of a Tom Clancy novel or it was going to be like a spy film and it, it, it never really became like it yeah. because the whole thing of the guy whatever the fucking the guy what are you Harry Dean Stanton no 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 who is it not Harry Dean Stanton what do you call him <laughs> <laughs> be a way better give, follow give us more information about who you're talking about the the Fucking, yeah, a medallion. Hi, Dean Stunt. It's a double barrel name, so I was just throwing a ring at it. <laughs> Could have been John Claude Van Damme. Fucking 90 year old Hi, Dean Stunt will whoop on and just. Yeah, but uh, it was Guy Pierce's henchman, sort of. What do you call him? Henchman? Oh. He's the... in 24. He plays Chase in 24. Aye. I don't know his name, but I chase him 24. Aye. <laughs> so fucking chases I don't know and, uh, but they have that, that sort of superpower or whatever and all that, that, uh, the, that the extremist uh, extremist thing and all and I was like right this is definitely not sort of Clancy-ish and it's his whole Christmas thing because it's Shane Black and also that whole Christmas stuff was good and I remember I, I just felt like this was just class and underground and really they they made it really down to earth and really self-aware and uh, I just I really fucking enjoyed it the set design was cool it, it felt like one of the original X-Men sort of yeah Mm. And um, and it has mockers and all. We're all involved in crime and all. So like, uh, you know, the fact that he's not, uh, I mean, he's not clean cut really at all. Mm. He's flawed, like, and stuff like that. But uh, am I right about this? That uh, the Paul Rudd character is an invention just for the film. That he's not actually in the comics. No, I I don't know. I because I just assumed because when I heard what what I heard about. That man film come out and they're saying oh there's going to be multiple um, men there's going to be Hank Pym and then Scott Lang they weren't explaining who Scott Lang was so I assumed he was already an invention in the comics and they showed it, it is a, it is a, uh, fuck I can't speak it is influenced by one of the storylines because Hank Pym the original obviously Michael Douglas yeah. and one of the storylines does kind of go mental because he's overusing the device and stuff like that and there is a replacement and it's kind of like what happens with the Green Lantern but uh, yeah. I'm not quite sure. I wouldn't know really Ant-Man's history. All I think it. I think he is in the comics, but uh, not 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 in the way that he is in this. Because I mean, Michael Douglas even refers to it in the film when he says, "If you spend too much time in it, he says, I can't. I, I'd love to do it, but I can't.' 
Aye. the suit kind of does stuff to you. So that's I, I love that though. I, that was, I think, for me, like the most interesting thing about the plot is that because it's the first time I've seen that. Because usually, if you've got a superpower, like say, like Thor's a god, and that's his power, and that's how he helps the world and stuff like that, and say Captain America's super strength and whatever else, and just a really good battle commander, and that's how he helps the world. I like that sort of duality that Scott Lang or Ant Man's power. It's also really, really fucking self-destructive to him. Mm. So anytime that he has to use that fucking thing to get really small, it starts to change him in a way. Yeah. And there's, it's, because it, Michael Douglas alludes to the fact that you, know, you can lose your fucking marbles or you can lose people. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because what what is the thing that they say that you can't hit to always you just disappear and they nothing? What uh, is it again? Why the fucking... Inner space. Inner space. It's <laughs> essentially the, the, the flux capacitor, the thing that doesn't exist. Aye. But... Makes the suit work. Yeah, but then I, I like that too because I, there's, there's, I, there's like a, a alternator, Sean. There's like a limiter <laughs> on it, but if he if you go subatomic, oh. if he I subatomic, this thing stops you from going subatomic. Sub subatomic. Mm. But I mean, it's set, uh, that probably won't come up in the rest of the film. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> when say that. Everything is so set up. It's all, and then she went subatomic, and then you're just all. Yeah, I can see this being a thing. <laughs> this, is, this is definitely, but this is when the old chaps are down, sort of. One, this is going to happen. My favorite bit was that the thing I didn't see coming that this might be later is that you've seen it a few times, but it was never talked about that he had a tank on his keyring. <laughs> oh, I, yeah, it's, all, it's not just a keyring. There, there's this. Oh, yeah. It's fucking class. I do and, like uh, how they play about with that, though, because they don't do it too much. Because even like the idea of Ant Man, when everybody's seen Ant Man, they thought, what the fuck? That's a pure 50s character pure did it nobody wants to Class. see this wee tiny fucking man but it's easily the best in the marvels one of the best anyway they make what i like how they play as powers for laughs you know like especially when you see like this big massive battle scene going on but then you actually see the toy train just falling outside really automatically uh, yeah, i like from a human point of like view that's, just the wee train that's just class but then how it switches from that to the actual battle itself is fucking brilliantly we Corey Stolen. Corey Stolen. Yeah, uh, from yeah, I will, Curious. Curious, I, he plays a really good bastard, Corey Stolen. Is it Yellow is Jack. Hank? Is Hank Pam? Hank Pam. Yeah. Hank Pam. His daughter is is that it's the female lead from Lost, isn't it? Uh, Evangeline Lilly. Uh, that's your that's your very favourite on them, Mickey. Love her. <laughs> <laughs> Toad Slav. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but uh, I know I I really enjoyed like the character was actually quite interesting and it was just. Oh, they just they just had a really well considered world, which, and there was a couple of you know you met one of the Avengers and stuff like that there and all too. Yeah, I always have on there. That was cool. Like, right, I like it because I think what we talked about ages ago when you brought it up is that I like how it's self contained because I think just now because there's so many films related to the Avengers, you're just kind of getting a bit sick of fucking seeing them. You know what I mean? It was nice to see a new character with his own background and not having to hear about the Avengers and not having to hear about like fair enough there is a wee bit of an illusion to. You know, the unfriendly words that are coming and stuff like that. Because every Marvel film is building up that in a way. And no doubt the Ant-Man sequel will have that in fucking spades. He, he literally says as well, why can't the Avengers have <laughs> uh, But, I mean, I, I did like, it's it's like the Daredevil series too. It's like, he's not one of the biggest heroes, but he's effective within his own wee world. Like, you know, Daredevil's obviously just a human being. We, you know, he's a pretty good fighter. But he's an effective hero for Hell's Kitchen, and Ant Man's an effective hero for his part of New York. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's cool. I like that. I like it's because, like you were saying a while back, it gets tiresome when you're watching like the Avengers or Batman vs Superman, and the stakes are always so fucking uh, high. It's nice uh, for it to be strapped back down a bit sometimes. Uh, I mean, the thing that I was really sort of, I was really hoping wouldn't happen was 
I mean, it's not a spoiler because it doesn't happen, but I was wondering whether they were going to kill off Hank Pam. And I was just like, I really hope they don't. You know, mm. because it, I, yeah, like, I like that dynamic. He's too good in it. <laughs> he's too good in it. And it's just, it's such an interesting dynamic yeah. just having, I mean, because, I mean, they did it in like, my, uh, it was the Mask of Zorro where they killed Anthony Hopkins then. He was the original Zorro. And I was just like, I, I would have watched another film of yeah. that again. No problem. Mm. I was worried about that too. Obviously, spoilers for Ant-Man, but I was delighted that he didn't fucking think <laughs> because they do, they definitely tease it as well when Corey uh, Stoll goes and they fucking like pums bald and stuff and you're thinking, oh Jesus, Mickey Douglas biting a dust here. Like, <laughs> fucking Keiko's getting it. <laughs> 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 but, uh, no, I was glad they didn't because like you're saying that dynamic, you don't see it because anytime it's answer, it's really you see Batman or Spider-Man, yeah. they're the first of their line but I think it's really cool that there's already been one of these heroes and he's there great. to inform yeah. them. And, and then because you can have flashbacks to like, you know, uh, fucking Harge Stark and all and you can have all these different things of, you know, and like, it sort of opens up another timeline as well with him. Yeah. Uh, did you did you like young Michael Douglas at the beginning? Yeah. Uh, Were they... De-aged him. They, they, they de-aged, de-aged him. him. I, I re, re, re asked me, and then I says, I know. They de-aged him there at the start. <laughs> and Rory's all what? I was all, they, they de-aged him at the start. So was that a word? And I was all, oh, yep. <laughs> Cor- Courtney McEwen, I was like. It definitely uh, is. Mickey Brazen. But no, I mean... <laughs> That I mean, in fairness to you, I think we're just kind of becoming that spoiled and that sort of desensitized. The ridiculously good fucking green screen graphics, but it's I think you kind of have to you have to yeah. take a step back sometimes and think, "Fuck, that's because they done a wee Robert Downey Jr. recently too." And Civil War, fucking phenomenal. It's it's even better because it's it's a longer scene in Civil War. Mm-hmm. I think. Well, maybe it isn't actually. It's probably Doug Balls. But it, he's talking about the memory or something. Aye, yeah. but they do a really big close up on him and stuff, and it's just like, fuck it. I mean, it's it's actually like. Yeah, it's like watching Downey Jr. from like when he was doing Chaplin or something. I know yeah, because it's, it's just it messes me like because you're like messes with me, man. No, but like how, you're just like how the fuck are they actually doing this? Like you know what I mean? Oh mental. fuck, you can't explain this. <laughs> I don't. You can't explain that. It's like that line from <laughs> Thor. It's like you call it magic, but in my world we just call it science. Uh, <laughs> I don't. But I, I mean, like it's 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 fucking sweet. Well done, Thor. Well done, Thor. Uh, <laughs> you're, you're, you're only a bloody god, but uh, well done. I was purely synchronized there. Like, <laughs> well done, Thor. <laughs> He's now, up there fucking stroking away at Molnir now, delighted with himself. Yeah, I know, because yeah. like if if you look at the most recent Jungle Book as well, like I mean that's all CGI, but it's it's all it looks lifelike. No, sure, them animals were real, you know. Oh, I, it was the kid that was digital. <laughs> <laughs> it was the kid that was digital. The whole thing was real, and it was the kid that was CGI. Uh, <laughs> this, uh, this, 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 this was pre-Harambe, so you get away with that sort of uh, shit. Like, you know, it's, uh, <laughs> it's it's up for a big debate, but no, that's definitely what... what you, hear, you hear Johnny Favs is doing The Lion King now, in, in the same way. Uh, right. Mm, they're doing a remake of The Lion King. Doesn't uh, matter about that, like. I don't know, because, I, I mean, The Jungle Book can kind of get away because it's older animation and stuff and I think it lends itself more to be a modernized but, but like, just don't the do Lion King still stands just, up you, know, you don't do the same fucking gag again like, yeah. you, know, you do, I you, know, you do the next gag <laughs> <laughs> Ocean's 11 anybody? no or no Ocean's 13 Ocean's 13? I've yeah. never actually seen Ocean's yeah, 13 because he's still he's all uh, you know Andy Garcia is just the one you cut the power work for you before and we're all huh? And then, uh, and don't you? Oh, no, you don't do the same gag you do the next gag don't you? It <laughs> just sounds like broken <laughs> yeah <laughs> Is it what's Ocean Thirteen like? All right, brilliant. Nah, yeah, it's really funny. Be like twelve as well, do you? Uh, no, nah, well, it's it's okay. 
That's okay. The one and <laughs> uh, the the third one's brilliant because there's, be there's literally <laughs> so many characters from The Godfather in it that, that, <laughs> that, they, that they start throwing lines from The Godfather like flat out in it because obviously the first one you had Andy Garcia, uh, and you had what do you call him? Uh, well, Scott Can. He's in the third one. Eh? He's yeah. Scott Can, who's James Can's son. There's a f- there's somebody else in it as well. It was in The Godfather, but. I think in the third one then, because you've got Andy Garcia, you've James got... James Cann's dead, eh? No, no. no. Still going. Andy Garcia, Al Pacino, Scott Cann, and then... I think I'm, I'm definitely missing somebody. I can't mind. Whatever, but then it's just all this stuff. <laughs> Is Diane Keaton on the 13, no? No. No. But, like, there's, no. there's uh, you know, uh, Elliot Gould's lying there in bed, and uh, <laughs> Don Cheadle comes up with these letters and stuff and all, and he does a whole line from The Godfather, and he's all... You know, he's all, I hear cars coming to the house. <laughs> Linus crying. Matt Damon. This <laughs> <laughs> is all. And the couple arts, my wife's crying. <laughs> and he's just all, I hear cars coming to the house. Linus crying. <laughs> Why don't you tell me what everybody else seems to know? <laughs> I mean, it's also only a day in the, in the golf hour, but that it's just. Whatever. It's, it's, fuck, it's really funny. Like, and then. Uh, there's all these different ones, like, but it's it's, it's good crack. Like. A friend of ours is under the genuine opinion, and don't bring it up to him, that he is astounded at how Elliot Gould doesn't have at least five Oscars. <laughs> I mean, astounded for this. Who does? It's Matt from <laughs> 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 He is absolutely overcome by Elliot Gould. <laughs> <laughs> of he all get, actors, he, like, he gets a bit silly when Elliot Gould is. Knees go weak, like, as soon as he rocks on <laughs> I don't, I don't know about five Oscars now, but uh, <laughs> I like a long goodbye. I'll, I'll, we'll just leave it there. <laughs> that's, a, that's pretty, as far as I'll go as well. I like a long goodbye. Yeah. Aye. See? <laughs> what else? Same episodes are friends? Fuck off. Yeah. Well, I guess that wise up. But Heron, if you like Godfather references. <laughs> never never believed them as Monica's down here. Couldn't sell me in that gold. Shall I like myself at home? All like letters are not gold. Anyway, continue. No, I was just saying, if you like Godfather references, you should watch Gilmore Girls because there's shitloads in there. Yeah, there's one. Oh, there's just shitloads of movie references, but they don't even like call attention to it. It's just they literally just say lines from films. Yes. So, like, I I reckon just that entire show is just different lines from different films. Just <laughs> you don't pick up on it. <laughs> there's so as, many of them. Just thought as well, if Elliot Gould ever was the one Oscar, which you now at this stage his career is more likely never going to happen. I know he'll get a lifetime Oscar. Probably. You know, for a fact. In my career, you know, for a fact, what the headline would be: "All the glitters is gold." They would definitely use that. That's a pure dilemma one. You could sell it. Could I? Actually, I actually had had a friend once who had a friend once. All the gold for gold. Friend theirs, Paul Tierney. He's never been in this podcast, but he used to just write down headlines of stuff that might happen. (laughs) 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 He used to write down headlines of stuff that might happen, so he could then point and go, "Look." I done that before the papers used it. Because like, he, what Is was it a again? picture of him with a paper <laughs> next to it with the thing. He done it once because he, 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 he wrote, definitely happening. No, I he, fucking he wrote, called he that because a big Arsenal fan. He wrote a headline once that Theo Walcott would score a hat trick for like England or something, and it happened. And they used the exact headline that he predicted they would use. A fuck. Hey everyone, I've been on the go recently: Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. 
Posting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. I can't even remember what it is. I'll tell you what, I'll message him. No, it's not Theo, Theo. I know it sounds like it. It's like the <laughs> That's a peep like show joke. No, no, but there. I'll, I'll message him. He definitely had a headline anyway that the Daily Mirror. No, but that's definitely a peep show joke because I l- literally just watched that episode like two days ago. I'll message him anyway. He's definitely got a headline, but continue on. I think he's just lying to you. No, he should be. He should be himself. <laughs> he could have just wrote it down. And he wouldn't have been that brassnik. Just a copy of a He would have. Ah, fuck. What is it again? Maybe it's an R headline. <laughs> and I continue. Three three Jack on our bus, but uh, <laughs> three three Jack on our bus. <laughs> um, yeah. So, final thoughts on that man, Heron. Final thoughts is that. Uh, oh, actually, before your final thoughts, what do you think of Evangeline Lilly? I thought she was great. Yeah, she is. I, I kind of because I, I know that I don't know. It was my friend Michael. He's a massive comic. We've had a lot more of a knowledge on comics than I am. In fact, I'm not really a knowledge on comics at all. But it was him that told me about this whole thing that your man was an invention because they wanted to bring uh, Ant Man and the modern storyline. They didn't want to have another character in the fifties because they didn't, you know, the forties or whatever. They didn't. Yeah. You know, Captain America's already moved on, so whatever, this isn't going to work, and so on, blah, 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 blah. So that that was why he was sort of facilitated that storyline. Mm. But um, with that, though, I was kind of thinking what they're going to probably do is use the old Ant-Man storylines and use them for the new guy, Yeah, if you know what I mean. Because then you've, you've got the, the Wasp now and all that kind of stuff and all. And the Wasp. The, the Wasp. So it sounds mental when you're talking about it. It's a fucking wasp. Sorry, sure, no, they've got the wasp now. And they got the yellow jacket there. And the yellow jacket. <laughs> they got, he's, they've got a yellow jacket and a wasp. <laughs> when you take one what step back, you think... What fucking word do you want? <laughs> yellow jacket and a fucking wasp. You fucking take off. And fucking Hank Pum in there you too. Yeah, Hank Pum. Hank Pum. A fucking yellow jacket and a wasp. <laughs> now, Scott, Scott Lang was in the comics because I just Googled it there. First appearance... As but, Scott Lang, Avengers number one eight one, March nineteen seventy nine. Wow! Aye. But is he big in the comics? Well, he's that man. <laughs> but like, is well, he, he is that man? What do you want from me? <laughs> no, I know, but I, I think the. I, I mean, obviously, I, you were telling me that he was in the comics before. He definitely made an appearance, but I think how you, how they've done him 
is is a kind of a construct for the film. They make him into this modern timeline. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah definitely. Like, I mean, obviously, don't be worried on fucking comics. I don't fuck all about comics. But. I know, like, I well, it's saying here he was introduced in 1979, so they're obviously modernizing him. Fuck all about taking a serious dump on comics, aren't they? Don't ask me about comics. I don't fuck all about comics. <laughs> I, I don't like. No, no. I know it's fucking preacher and fell. Fell. Do you read fans? That's class. But you I, see uh, the preacher TV show? Uh, nah. Uh, yeah, no, he's too young. Not not on board for Dominic Coops. It should have been fucking... Will Smith would have been great, because uh, it was originally going to be Will Smith. Uh, Hugh Jackman would have been fucking lethal. Was this when it was going to be a film or a TV show? Uh, the, Hugh Jackman was never on the pod for it, um, but I, when it was going to be a film, it was going to be Will Smith. Aye? Yep. Fair enough, fuck it, I know what. You know, hey? Well the, in him, you know. The, the thing that annoys me about Dominic Cooper and Preacher is just his, his hair is too nice. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> he's too pretty and it's just like, you're like, oh, you need to be... But specifically his hair because that, that, that hair... Now, like, that, that's, that's that, that, that kind of look like, Aye. you know. Maybe because, grizzled as well. Like. Because that hair doesn't just happen. You need to do shit to that hair and yeah. obviously the character of Preacher is supposed to be like an alcoholic kind of... Gotta get some fucking product in that hair. Like, exactly. See, I was worried though because... That's pretty much better than much of it. I'm nearly no, sure that it's from the same comic book company, but I was worried when I seen Preacher, even though it was never, like, not that I was never on the Preacher, I just never kind of was on there as much as other people, but... It's not an Irish boy, right? Isn't that, is it Ennis? Gareth Ennis, isn't it? Is nah, he that sounds right. But, uh, in regards to that, though, it kind of reminded me the way it looked. You know, mind that disaster that everybody's forgotten about, Jonah Hex. Which is a comic book film. Oh, yeah. every, and I, mean, I never actually watched that. But you look at the caliber. I mean, like, I think it's near enough one of Fastbender's only bad films. And then was he got, in that? Yeah, you've got Josh Brolin on there and stuff too, as Jonah Hex and the fucking... Megan Fox. Hey. Megan Fox, well. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, I mean, great crew. It's a good story. It looked great. And I was just... Was, was, the, crew, was the crew great on it? <laughs> you know the crew? <laughs> no, you know what I mean? Like, who it is? Like, who, like the people involved? Cass, sorry. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Remember my friend called Transformers 2, Megan Fox 2? <laughs> <laughs> no, I know it's a kind of a shame. It looked like a bit of a, a weird one, a bit of a fucking bubble hotepkin kind of deal. It's definitely one day why I should pushed. Uh, we should watch a pish some night. We should get Jonah Hex on. For the old laugh. But, uh, no, Ant Man. A uh, lot of similarities with like inner space and things like that there. Um, it's, it had the quality of. A nice sort of. It had sort of elements of like Big Trouble in Old China to it as well, and then it had elements of, like, um, did you ever see uh, Bulletproof Monk? Yeah. Not a great film. No, I never seen it. But but it had uh, it was Sean William Scott and Chow Yun Fat, and it was about a scroll and all. There was some nice elements on that film, and it was the thing that made me like it. You look, know, they worked in the cinema and all, and there was some nice character things in it, and man and. Pretty much what makes Ant Man the best is, 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 is seriously just some really nice character work, yeah. and and just very careful uh, placement of things and the story. Um, I mean, the bad is always going to be there anyway, but um, big yellow, big yellow, big big yake, old yellow, you know, old yellow, <laughs> but <laughs> big um, jaundiced bastard. <laughs> But like yeah, nice But uh, <laughs> what do you call it? Uh, <laughs> aye, no, so, watch it. So it's good. Water. It's good. Uh, <laughs> the shit is falling Oh no, it's jaundice. <laughs> <laughs> is that a is that a yellow jacket? No, I had him up with my kidneys. He had no tap on. He would try and mix it up. 
Like himself saying cool John Dice just <laughs> John Dice <laughs> He's a croupier <laughs> Fucking John Dice <laughs> He's a croupier Croupier and some fucking shake you know, Just yell as fuck Gasping for a push <laughs> It's all rolling, John. <laughs> <laughs> Not your night, John. <laughs> Not your night, though. I got my fucking yearbook. You're a fuck's out of color, me. I wasn't for a house for about two years. <laughs> Stop in the casino and they did fight everything. Only time I push is when I sweat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. We have to write that. There'll be something <laughs> John Dice, the cripper. <laughs> <laughs> fucking luminous yellow <laughs> don't run this fuck <laughs> maybe I don't know if it's because of that colour but I just picture William Hitch Missy in that room <laughs> I'm like yellow William Hitch Missy oh fuck oh fucking hell <laughs> John Dice <laughs> oh, Ma- Michael Peña's good in that man as well That's Michael Peña kind of steals a lot of scenes in it he's, he's really oh. good and you forget that Michael Payne is a great <laughs> Michael Payne is a great actor. That's something of a fucking hand job, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> Someone else about to work on oh, sorry, go ahead. I'm gonna stop laughing. Uh, <laughs> I mean, obviously I've seen him do so many serious things, but he kinda he always had a really good comics. <laughs> <laughs> at least at least heroic line of all time. Yeah. That'd be nice to stop my fucking earbuds. It's really warm now that we've been laughing. I'm crying I'm laughing that fucking much. Oh, uh, Jesus, tears of joy. <laughs> oh. See if he did a match, it's a blow up now. Like. <laughs> <laughs> right, but I, wrap uh, up on that, man. But I, <laughs> you forget those fucking pain, as I say. They can be funny, and he's, he's, he's in a wee scene in there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you got me going now. But he's in a, he's in a scene in Gone in 60 Seconds, and all he's funny, and he really plays up to the whole kind of. Like, Oh yeah, that's the dog shit. Ah, he's all jolly's up playing my dog shit, man. Out there and all. Is it what you want to make a move, man? Out there and all. He's fucking brilliant, don't know. But uh, <laughs> so you think of Ben or something? <laughs> but uh, I know he's brilliant, that, and it's like it's a thing that they say about a lot of people is that you have to be really smart to play stupid well. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And he plays he plays a pretty stupid guy in this very, very well. He just kind of has a, like a garbless look over his face the entire <laughs> time. <laughs> just a big face. Just kind of, he's sort of, he's all, what? what? You know, he's like sort of done here with in Mean Street, so he's all, what? <laughs> I think he just, he's just a petty criminal and that's it. Like, you know. <laughs> uh, uh, no, it's, it's. I'm going to show it to my dad, actually. I think my dad would really like it. Yeah. I love yeah. you were saying the other day too because mine we used to talk about Heron's dad's film reviews and stuff like that. What was it you were saying your dad about a film and straight away he asked, what's in? Like, what's in? It's yeah. always about the end. It's not a good end. <laughs> Yo, I, I know. It's, I was trying to get him to watch Nebraska because he keeps getting all these fucking messages of boys. It's all oh, you've just won a grand. I rang up. He's like, why the fuck are you ringing up? He's cunt. 
So you're saying always on? You want to show him Nebraska? Nebraska. I could be fucking you. <laughs> yeah, you could be going yeah. halfway across America Aye. for fuck all that. See if I catch you down there and over the fucking five birds, I'm not picking you up. <laughs> oh, no. trying, to get, trying to get the call in. <laughs> I pick up a fucking slap, it doesn't exist. But uh, I'm. No, he's fucking. Uh, uh, he, would, he would like it. Yeah, you know, it's, yeah. it's a proper. See, well, that's what I'm saying. This is the point about the Tom Clancy thing, and the, 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 the Tom Clancy books are kind of shit. But um, the thing that it was going to be like a spy film, the third Iron Man, because I liked the way that Iron Man became like a sort of super spy, and there was there, there was room there for sort of espionage type things. And the thing that they didn't get to do in Iron Man three, they did in Ant Man, I think. And it's mm. it's quite cool. And uh, I ho- hopefully it doesn't get overblown and too ridiculous, but. Uh, Aye. It probably will. It more like <laughs> it, it, it definitely will. Yeah, I'll, it's good at the end as well. Where it goes like full like two thousand one. Aye, <laughs> that's mental. Aye, it's it's. I think it's just one of the more interesting uh, of the Avengers. Like, I think Captain be- America is, is is fairly uninteresting apart from what he's trying to say, Bucky. And All the fight, like. But you see, I think we Marvel they have like their temples of like Captain America and the Avengers and Iron Man and stuff. And then if, like they, every year they do a risky one. Like Ant Man was a risky one, Guardians was a risky Doctor one, Strange Doctor this Strange this year. And I think they they feel like they can go a bit further and a bit matter with them. But and they can because they're just making so much fucking money and they've got such a high success rate now too. Yeah. By the way, does Fox own Deadpool? Or yeah, is it still it's Marvel. Fox. So Fox. Um, obviously because X Men are, but I was just wondering. Uh, uh, any any mutant is under Fox's banner. Yeah. Okay. Because when they had Quicksilver and the Avengers, of course, they of couldn't course. call him a mutant. The, the what was it? You think oh how did Marvel? What, the, what was they called? Was he like a wee bit touched or something? Was it again? Yeah, wee bit touched. But I just. Oh, what did they got? Oh, fuck! I know this. About boys. About touched. It was. I was going to say an abnormal, <laughs> but that's not. Is it not abnormal? No, it's it's something like that. It's though. something ones. It's like enhanced or. Uh, uh, I enhanced. That's what they they called them. Enhanced. Say. Ah, uh, Jesus! Avengers Two was a hype as shit. I know. It was it? I the second time I watched it, I was just like, actually, that's a bad film. That's <laughs> an our Chinese money one as well. Yeah. Yeah, it's mainly probably the Chinese money made that. That's why we're not. It's shit. Not in America. <laughs> oh, <right now. laughs> Oh, fuck. there's some nice bits of it, like when they have the party and stuff like that. Oh, that stuff's fun. That's kind of fun. It's quite nice. Do you, like, if you just do a sitcom of that, that'd be amazing. <laughs> yeah, have you ever watched Superhero Cafe? What? Is that the... Oh, is this Batman and Superman? The How It Should Have Ended stuff? Yeah. Aye. Aye. Someone <laughs> brilliant, like. You know why? Uh, Batman. <laughs> knock, knock. Who's there? Beak. Be cool because I'm Batman. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking love it. I love the, I love the Swingers one. Oh, I didn't see that one. Where they pretty much they, they reshoot the end of Swingers with Superman and Batman. And it's like Superman is all oh, you beautiful little baby. And it's like <laughs> Superman's a Vince Vaughn character and he's he's sort of doing all these games with it, but it's like the 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 ma uh, uh what do you call him? The the, the the Bollocks, Pixar made a thing of them. Uh what do you call the uh, Incredibles? Oh yeah. yeah. Uh, so he's sort of cheesing with the Incredibles one, and then she loves the baby, obviously, and that's that's whatever. But it's basically the whole ants last scene of Swingers with Superman and Batman. <laughs> it's fucking really funny. <laughs> fucking magic, actually. <laughs> but I right, that's that's what we watch finally. Don't we know if they just sack the rest of the episode and get on the writing John Dice? <laughs> <Hi. laughs> 
so good. Like his his friends were like his best mucker is like a cocktail guy at the thing, and uh, he has he has he, he, whiskey. You know, he gets my whiskey and he calls it a John Dice for ice. John Dice because it's like yellow. He's all, oh, do you want a John Dice? Which is any whiskey you school. Should be drinking my kidneys are fucked. Should be drinking. Should be drinking at all. Kidneys are in fucking tatters. Like. <laughs> he's just got a constant sort of hunch as well because he's just <laughs> doubled over because he's just been holding on such a stupid joke. Been holding on for that long. John Dice, so fucking stupid. But I can punch him in this like really farcical casino royale sort of setup. <laughs> That's still my favorite. That's his brother's the same problem. His brother's the same problem. He's probably called Sean Dice as well. (laughs) (laughs) I love what most fucking heroes have, like, you know what I mean? And Batman are these big catchphrases. (laughs) 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 That's not my fucking year, (laughs) pal. Is that the everything? Uh, <laughs> or maybe we should just write, write, our, write our own comic. <laughs> He's actually Gambit, really. <laughs> like yards and all. But his alias is John Dice. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what happens if Gambit gets John this? <laughs> you know, what, we have to move on because we're going to go to another call here and just keep going on. No, I'm going to keep up my head and bring it back out of here. <laughs> okay, we'll move on to topics. And this week's topic comes from Facebook from our good friend, listener, Ari Campion. Campion or champion? Campion or champion? Ari Campion. Does that... Is that... Is there it an sounds author? like a special or something. No, but is there an author? It sort of sounds like it. I don't Jane think she's an author. Jane, Jane Campion? Maybe that's what it is. Yeah. It sounds like a... There's John Camp. There's John Campion. Yeah. He's, he's no, Jane, Jane Kemp, I think I say. It sounds like it because it's obviously the same name. So That's closer to that completely uh, different name than it's I like said. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's like in lyrics when you rhyme house with house. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, baby with baby on the next line as well. You know, <laughs> aye, it's one of my favourite uh, devices. So, <laughs> 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 writes... Welcome back, guys. I don't know if this is a, a, any good as... Oh, I can't read it. <laughs> I don't <laughs> know if this is any good as a topic, but I wanted to know what do you think is the best save the cat moment ever used in a film, and why does it work so well? She also talks about Ruben, but he doesn't exist, so we don't talk about him. Does she actually know Ruben? Who the fuck's Ruben? <laughs> what, you want Ruben, your brother and all that? Yeah. <laughs> all right. Oh, yeah, she... Who the fuck's she Ruben? Oh, they used to bang. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. No, either that or it's like his sister or something. Yeah. Sure. Either that or they're just friends. That's probably the most likely. Still, all these conspiracy theories fucking flying yeah. about there. Right. <laughs> they know each other. When Ruben's on the go. That's his Ruben Gordon. Ruben McBoston, not just. <laughs> Jesus Christ. They listen to the podcast. <laughs> uh, right enough. Yeah, it's about brittle. God above. <laughs> Sacred blue. <laughs> yeah, so save the cat moments. I'll pass to my good friend, Calm Heron, to explain um, what the fuck that means. <laughs> I, save a cat. It's based on there's a guy called Blake Snyder. Um, who's sort of, sort of seen as one of the 
a screenwriting theorist along with like uh, Sid Field and Hal Ackerman and things like that there. Um, Blake Snyder came a bit later. He, he'd written novels and stuff, but he wrote a book called Save the Cat. And the whole, I coined the phrase as well based on uh, Ripley in Alien, literally saving the cat. And the whole thing is, it's like you could have like a it's an example of it because Ripley is sort of you're on Ripley's side so it's different but the whole thing is essentially that you know you could have a really bad character you could have them you know um pretty much they could do anything but if they saved a cat uh you ought to be like oh I can no they're actually alright yeah just realising what the <laughs> thing's actually named after aka Ripley saving the cat isn't a good example of save the it's cat it's not a particularly <laughs> good example you know yeah you know, which is it's, stupid. Which yeah, it's, it's stupid and wrong, but it's a great phrase, so that's why it's coined that way. Well, it's well, it's just basically, it's <laughs> it's a way of getting the audience on yeah. someone's side. It's and, like yeah, well, Satan, like Satan himself uh, leaves milk for his cat. So, oh no, he's probably not that bad. Yeah, it's. I mean, like it, <laughs> the way the way TV yeah. must be cat must be roasting right enough, but uh, TV <laughs> <laughs> TV troops called Fuck latte, pet the dog. <laughs> <laughs> Mocking my well, Colonel. <laughs> <laughs> but um, they were called pet the dog, but it's, it's essentially the same thing. Just goes, this term is coined by cynical screenwriters, basically meaning show the nasty old crank petting the dog and you show the audience, oh shucks, he's alright after all. Often used to demonstrate that a jerk ass is really a jerk with a heart of gold, or if more limited, that the character is goal oriented rather than sadistic or thoroughly evil. I I don't really read TV tropes. Obviously, you're a big fan of them. Very good. It's you know it, what? It's but that explanation sounds very cynical and hateful. <laughs> no, I think it's informative. No, I think it's fair enough. If used, if used as an establishing character moment, then you skip right past the jerkass phase, and they then become the protagonist. It's very very informative. The only trouble with TV tropes is that it literally can't take over your life. It's like a, f- a football manager for people who run the film, because you can just get sucked on a rabbit hole and just read everything. Ah, uh, but you you come out with terms like why'd you come out with norm charm? Norm, uh, that's an R what they've got. But uh, I think but it's because I read it so much now that it, it's just a me. I know, head. but it's like you don't need a term for everything. <laughs> I know they do, but they have everything. I know, no, uh, but I suppose no, it's but that's what I'm saying. Like mm. it can take over your life. Like you just yeah. say norm charm, and like people know. Uh, what uh, people about. understand what I'm talking like, about. But, but there is there. Sorry, well. like, <laughs> well, I'm sure a few weeks ago as well, again, they accept them, and you were like, what? <laughs> but there is like. I think the Save the Cat thing is, is a particular moment that reveals that side of the character. Mm. You're like, oh, he's a fucking dick up until this point. Yeah. Why would you like him? He's a wanker, blah, blah, blah. I think a good example is probably something like Sand of a Woman. You know, because the start, you're like, I watch it because I like Al Pacino. And when I see, you know, that's it. Just, you know, what I watch it because I heard he was, you know, it was a good performance and stuff. But essentially, he's a bit of a dick. Um, um, and not. You know, or or he's just on a different wavelength. I think he kind of come to that, but I, I don't know exactly what <clears throat> what exactly is the moment. It's probably when they're first in the Waldorf Astoria in New York, and you start to you start to hear that he, you know, he says, "I dreamt about this bread when I was in Fort Huachuca in Vietnam," and this kind of thing. And he started eating these rolls, and as you want to have one of these rolls, I know, and it, you start you start to. St- you see that there's more to him. I think that's that to me. That's, that's kind of the, the save the cat moment and and, and mm. scent of a woman. Or I th- I think it's just it's showing any side of humanity, any something that 
something relatable. I think that's sort of the point of it. I think, well, the, the one for me that always stands out in Send a Woman, if we're going to use that as a case study, is when he's... And it's a really sad scene, but I think it's the most powerful scene too, where he's starting to see him defrost a wee bit and start to show his humanity is when it's revealed of how he got blinded, you know, fucking about with a grenade and stuff. He got spoilers for Send a Woman, but that happens like halfway through. But it's when so he... Spoilers. <laughs> but like, he, when he whispers to his brother, he's all, oh, you know, it's I'm really sorry, I'm just no fucking good. And it's, it's he's starting to show a bit of humility, and then because he found out what's actually happened to him yeah. in a past sort of way, because he was just fucking about this grenade and trying to show off, it was just an accident. Like, but I think it's, it's that line, no, the, I think that's the the main line in that film. Is he says, "Who's uh, after Chris O'Donnell? Who's let's be honest, not great enough." But uh, he turns around, and he says, "So." He just get on with it and move on. You miserable, blind motherfucker. You know, he sort of yep. stands up to him properly. Yep. And then, because Pacino's going to do something he's going to regret. And uh, <laughs> and so he, he says, you break my heart. He says, all my life I've stood up to people because it made me feel important. You do it because you mean it. You've got integrity. Yeah. And at the maze, is like, there's a lovely duality to that. And anytime somebody's a wanker, you're just all... Follow yourself and partners, you're a fucking cunt. I'm gonna fucking tell you, you're a fucking cunt, right? Right, right. Do one. But, uh, any, any save the cat moments, Miguel? Well, no, because <clears throat> I don't really know what the whole save the cat thing was when Harry wrote on this. Wrote on this. So, uh, I was just kind of checking about, looking about, Googling and whatnot. And, uh, do you know a good one for you? Uh, the f- See, it's the first moment you realise it. It's just the first. So probably because you says they break it down and they fuck it up in Suicide Squad. So think about the moment Joker does it, the first time Joker does it. Yeah, because I mean the whole mm. thing about Save the Cat is that it can show an antagonist. It can show basically an antagonist being a bit more loving or a bit more caring, but then that doesn't necessarily mean that you have to kind of follow up on that something, because they can then go back to being a complete yeah. nutter bastard. It's just they kind of ruin them and give yeah. them a wee bit of it's humanity. It's like Clint Eastwood about the mule. What's that from what? In the, the Fistful of Dollars. I can't mind that one, eh? When they fucking, the mule gets, uh, his, his horse gets excited and runs off, and then he goes and challenges these boys, because it's like he's sticking up for his horse. Yeah. <laughs> See, even when, that, like. when we were talking about, like another example, just a wee small one that I would have, uh, <coughs> because we are talking about Gandafini earlier on, uh, killing them softly when Gandafini is a real continent he's talking about what is it, like smacking about a prostitute or something yeah. and it's not even a word or anything but it's just this look that Brad Pitt's character gives Gandafini when he's kind of disgusted by Gandafini he's like Jesus Christ this boy's way worse than me like you know what I mean that's a sort yeah, of yeah. save the cat or pet the dog because it shows that even though Brad Pitt's evil and he's a bad character he's even got fucking standards too and yeah. like that is too much for him and he's kind of looking down on Gandafini speaking of Brad Pitt and uh, Andrew Dominic, mm-hmm. as director on there. Yeah, we're going to do a bit of Jesse James. Oh, <laughs> uh, we went there. Oh, yeah. Jesus, but uh, um, and interestingly enough, the save the cat moment in Jesse James, and it is an animal, is when he has the snakes out the back. Yep, but that's a twisted sort of yep. version of it because it's a snake. You know when Casey Affleck says, "Oh, what are you going to do?" And all his hair and all, and he's he's kind of closed off to Casey Affleck. And then he pulls these snakes out of the thing and uh, maybe cuts the head off them. Yeah. And he says, them's good eating if he, whatever. And so the snakes are dead because he's cut the head off them, but they're still wrapping around his arm and he's looking at them. I mean, it's, it is technically a save the cat moment, but because just after that, he says to Casey Affleck, no, you can stay. Because yeah. he, he knows that he wants him to. He, 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 Casey Affleck and Robert Ford wants him 
they asked him to stay. And then I suppose it might not be a film, but it's quite cinematic, and we've talked about it now for the past two weeks, but there's a literal and sort of theoretical save the cat moment in The Night Of. It's actually one of the main plot points. Yeah. John Turturro yeah. literally saving a cat. Yeah. And it shows him as a more rounded, nicer guy as opposed to just a cynical sort of ambulance chaser. I mean, like, I think that's one of the most direct examples I've seen. I know, time. I was thinking about the whole time, but I thought, no, it's a film podcast, so let's not talk about it. No, <laughs> we brought <laughs> <laughs> up his recommendation last week, the crafty fucker. <laughs> no, no the, the one I found that's a good example, but also it takes the next step, is Aladdin. Go on. Because it does... A double save the cat. Is double two, trouble? Two Saving cats. two cats Jeez. from five trees. He's a really no. nice guy. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's because... Might as well be fucking Jesus. Just, you know. Because Laddie, Al, whatever you want to call him. Aladdin, probably. <laughs> <laughs> Laddie. <laughs> that's, that's, that's what the genie calls Alan him. Alan Ladd? No? Anyway. Alan Ladd. No, no, <laughs> just call him Shane. But... Uh, I know he's he's obviously a thief, and you you see him at the beginning. He steals some bread and stuff, but then the save the cat moment is he sees like a couple of starving orphans or something. So then he gives away his bread, and then his monkeys chopping down on the bread, and then he gives his, uh, away his bread as well. But then literally, the very next thing that happens is Aladdin walks out, and there's a big parade thing for one of the suitors to come meet Prince Jasmine, and mm-hmm. then the kids the kids that he gave the bread they are running about, like, playing, and then they accidentally get in front of the prince, and then the prince is all, get that fuck out of the way. He doesn't say fuck out of the way. I was like, <laughs> and then he goes, they whip them, and then Aladdin stands in and wraps the whip around his arm, and he says, like, oh, if I was as rich as you, I'd be able to afford manners, and fucks the whip back at him. Go on, Aladdin. Go on, go on, go on, get on them. So that's like a... That's a that's, Stick that whip your fucking hole. That's a double save the cat, but it's literally right after each other. Like, they don't even try and, like... But you do realise this is a Disney film, so Disney films are going to be fucking full of that, because but they want, the, they want their good characters to be as good as possible, especially yeah. when you're already setting them out as being... A thief. That's more a thief. He's a fucking thief. He's a fucking dirty thief. But yeah, obviously they they want they would want to sidestep that almost immediately. Like, yeah. <laughs> but I don't know. I mean, like, it's it's an interesting term. It's an interesting concept, and it's fucking just it's used in there enough every film. Not yeah. only, but usually they show kind of more antagonists as being more well rounded and having a bit of humanity because could still be considered in a way save the cat or pet the dog mm. or whatever you want to call it if you're doing it with a hero but you're expecting that off the hero because they're the morally good one they don't have to do it yeah they don't have to you do know, it it's literally used as a device to make you like a character that you would normally like like okay. for example I think in Goodfellas uh, Joe Pesci it's when he meets his man mm. you know uh, yeah. that's, that's like a really great sophisticated version of it like because that's just, I mean, that's not even just like when we look or like. There's nothing on. Like, there's no reason they go there apart from that. Like, yep. That's pretty funny. Well, though, purposes. Purposes. But I mean, uh, no, you're right because that's not just a look or a throw, but a dialogue. That's a whole scene about just him doting on his man. And like yeah. you say, there's obviously it makes for good comedy too. But uh, there's it's no true reason too. for like, it. I mean, to be like, there. I mean, like, it's a thing with when DiCaprio talks about when he's sitting next to. Which is, I always find a really interesting scene that departed. It's that sequence when he's chatting a Vera Formiga. And, and a padded. Padded. And, uh... Padded. Padded. Staff. I think it was but, 10 years old this week. Yep, yeah, it was, yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. And, uh, it's fucking crazy. He's talking about... It, it's The psychology scenes, it's like its own wee act. The film's like a five-act, sort of, and that wee whole scene when he's talking to her, but he says you're sitting next to a mass murderer, a mass murderer, he's talking about Ray Winston, 
He says, and your fucking heart's jacked, and your you know, is the whole thing. It's that thing when he said about a mass murderer. I'm thinking about Joe Pesci and Goodfellas. He's, mm. like, he's a fucking mass murderer. Yeah. Like, mm. You know, he just yeah. like opening the you see him fucking stick a fucking knife on that boy about fucking eight times, and then Daenerys fucking throws a few slugs at thirty eight on that. She fell funny. Right. <laughs> she <laughs> fell funny. Right. And fucking Leada's just sitting there smoking a fag off. Jesus, boys. Damn. <laughs> Billy's getting a bad here. Like. Uh, Jesus, Billy Bats is getting it tight. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Billy is getting it. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, Not as bad as John Dice, like, but he's definitely good. <laughs> <laughs> Billy Bats John Dice would welcome the treatment that Billy Bats got. He's put me in my fucking misery. Hey, Bats had a bad day. Dice had a fuck a bad year like <laughs> a bad role of John you know what I mean like that's what we call it what kiss like John's on uh, like, uh, that's that hey. I love that it's a hero too it's just he really wants to die he doesn't want to love anymore he doesn't uh, want to be a hero so fuck us uh, <laughs> this you call the first book fuck us <laughs> John dies not in my year a bad role of John <laughs> you know <laughs> Bad kiss like Jones. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I think I, I think it's I think Save the Cat is definitely a quite American idea because even your the whole thing is that I think even your bad characters they they want you to like them. They're too afraid of you not liking even the bad characters. But is Save the Cat Save the Cat Save the Cat not more? If you do have a kind of reprehensible lead, then it's something to get the audience on side with them as well. Yeah, yeah. So that's it, it, why it's, it's, it's the comes poke, into it's play. The poke holes. It's the. It, it's it's the, just. It's just not so. You have. A it's not. No, no, I mean, a, a bunch I, I, of horrible people, and you need you, the audience needs something to be able to connect with so them. It, it's the it's poke holes. A, See, if you prop up the the body. You start to poke holes in the lead, and you start to think about the lead more, and yeah. you start to go, maybe he's not as good as I thought, and I maybe actually I think maybe this guy's better. I actually start. It's it's to make you not go black and white. It's to make you sometimes go, maybe the lead is a bit of a fucking white. Exactly. You know, I mean, like it's it's just so because the, I would say like know. the sh- films in the studio system in the forties and fifties, like Heron was saying, are like kind of black and white morality, but it's just a wee bit more sophisticated and refined. And in fairness, the real world's not like that. I mean, some of the worst people that I've ever loved. Have had humanity and have cared about certain things. So when you're representing, a I villain, Heather was a vegetarian. <laughs> I fucking hate when people I mean, say. When you're representing, like, what does that mean? People, all, all vegetarians are evil. What the fuck are <laughs> you saying? It's just to make them more well-rounded. Dicks. I'm like, sorry. Yeah, <laughs> point too. It is just to kind of make them, I suppose, a more realistic foil for the protagonist. Mm. Because you know, just because a villain's bad. And that's what I'm saying. It's not. It's not limited to the villain. Yeah. It, oh, it's done with everybody. I mean, in the same, the same reason, if you handed, you know, look, for example, if you handed a lead a fucking crocodile, you would sort of wonder what the fuck's that about, like. They did that in Crocodile, don't they? Yeah. <laughs> they didn't scare us as well. Give him a tiger. <laughs> <laughs> so, not a crocodile. Hey. <laughs> well, a crocodile in general, yeah. Hey, he fucking blows up a fucking crocodile in Crocodile, don't they? Does he? Hey, he's sure he's still in dynamite under the fucking water? Under the water? <laughs> so he goes fishing? But I mean, it's, it's <laughs> I'm suppressed. Crocodile don't eat apart from Nah needs garlic. That's pretty funny. What's that? You know, when she's 
He's eating some fucking mental, like a fucking rabbit hole. Oh, all right, <laughs> rabbit hole. All, <laughs> are, you, are you enjoying that? It's like, nah, needs garlic. Nah. <laughs> I used to hang myself laughing as I went, lose my footing, and fall on the ground laughing as as a you know seven or eight year old. That was like that was like thirty years old, like last week. Was it Dundee? Yeah, because my sister Trish. She loves asking us to get it. At the no, but she loves crocodile Dundee, and then she said, "She said to me the Sunday." <laughs> Go on, Trish. This, nah. <laughs> <laughs> she she said to me the Sunday. We can do it on the Sunday. Before no, but she said to me like the Sunday before, the like the week of it was going to be the thirtieth year, and she's all crocodile Dundee's like thirty years this week, so you should show it on Wednesday. It's like you're saying to me three days before we're going to show a film <laughs> and we have this planned out for months like you know what I mean we could have done this a wee matinee we will get along though Trish if you're listening we I will whack on Sunday something like, I'm not a fan of it but I understand it's, it's a bit of crack that people do like a lot we could we could do he says three gratitude <laughs> we, we could people also like keep we could do, the Kardashians but we could do the whole trilogy no, I was a really veiled shot in a Johnny Trisher. We have to because you went from Crocodile Dundee to keeping up with the Kardashians and about three words. Hey, I'm pretty sure she does watch that. Well, may all our two yeah. sisters do. Yeah, so I mean, a lot of people like automatic weapons as well. Like, you know what? Yeah. <laughs> what are you do, like? <laughs> Is that a veiled reference? The Kim Kardashian being robbed at gunpoint. Who gives that flying uh, fuck? F- uh, hopefully, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who fucking cares about her? Anyway, well, no, I, you, you wouldn't wish that on anybody. No, nah, I wouldn't wish that on anybody. But it was probably um, fucking staged or something for a lot. I do they come in because Kenya. Hundred percent, I'd say that the Kardashian ratings were going down, and they paid somebody to come into the house. We're gone. And as well, sure, Kenya's like fucking. Well, fucking no, she was in song. Paris. It's not like it was fucking filmed. Like. The house in Paris. If it was filmed, do you want me to go just, continue? Just, <laughs> just Kanye wanted the, the, the night off, so he, he had a he, he pretended she was being robbed to leave yeah. the concert it early. Was probably fucking Kanye and fuck himself. <laughs> <laughs> no, he, 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 oh, he, he, just he left yeah. in the middle of a concert. He rang Tom Cruise. He's like, "Oh, he's one of your fucking masks. <laughs> do you want to have fucking masks on passport jobs?" He's all at Tom's all <laughs> they don't exist. <laughs> He's all alright. No, I'll just fucking pay some content. <laughs> I just pay some sick up after yeah. batter my wife. Uh, it was half to bring everything. She, she wasn't battering. Was she not? <laughs> Fuck's yeah. sake, no, we're doing that. I was taking it too far. <laughs> it's alright, even taking too far. Yeah. I know. Let's a, go on the recommendation. He had, a piece, he had a piece, that's it. I know. <laughs> I so save the cat. It it works the just uh dimension stick characters it, it's like any it's, it's a kind of it's an easy way to get it done basically it's it's a it's a kind of device so it can either help you or it can uh hinder you it can prison you or it can set you free michael yeah what can i have some vodka oh yeah sorry you know, of course you can i mean to be honest shawshank is full of it mm-hmm. every character has a cat <laughs> you know what i mean and then it becomes is that um, days where you could bring animals into prison me uh, oh yeah like fucking, you know what, what do you Nick call him? Prison break has the the bird. Oh, Westmoreland. Uh, he has we bird. Oh, he had a cat. Oh, a cat actually. <laughs> oh, I'm thinking that Birdman Alcatraz. <laughs> <laughs> he had a. He, he was literally <laughs> petting the cat in every fucking scene. <laughs> I am. I'm all a fuck. I'm birders on prison break. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Just fucking zoning, zoning out again, just... <laughs> uh, 
The boy was running around me going out saying, oh, fuck, I was point blank. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> hey, a man had a fucking cell full yeah. of dogs. Just was <laughs> a boy had a shootout. There was a prison phone, but he was that fucking... That would be fucking He had a shootout in the middle of a prison or something. <laughs> or not, fuck, I was fucking point blank. <laughs> it was that prison, but fucking was a tax day It's a bit in prison break where he fucking, what do you call him? Uh, fucking Purcell or whatever fucking flies around the Mustang in the middle of the fucking yard. No, no, fuck, that's lock up. <laughs> okay, we shall move on to recommendations. Yeah, that was about long the tooth. <laughs> My recommendation is a, well, mainly when we were talking about what, like what length constitutes like a short film and a, a feature. Was, was it, was it an hour? No, it's no, it should be it's it's officially defined, isn't it? We found forty-five minutes, it's forty-two For, minutes or so. 40, okay, well, yeah. okay. Technically, this is a feature then. Oh, it's a Doctor Horrible sing along blog. Okay, it's I think it's about forty-five minutes long. It's separated into three acts. You can't just make up a film. <laughs> <laughs> it was written and directed by Joss Whedon, and uh, oh. it actually was. <laughs> oh. And uh, no, it's it happened during when was the writer strike? 2009 or something was it? Aye, it ha- they did it during the air because basically there was, there was fuck all yeah. else to do basically for Aye. about three months in Hollywood. Aye. And uh, <laughs> so yeah, you, you can just you can get it on YouTube and stuff. Just type in Doctor Horrible sing along. But there's there's three there's three different acts, but all together it comes together about 45 minutes. And it's a musical, and it's named Patrick Harris plays Doctor Horrible, and he's trying to get into the evil league of evil. <laughs> which is run by Bad Horse. Bad is, Horse? Yeah, which is an actual horse. <laughs> Love it. And uh, so, yeah, he's ju- he's trying to pull off like a big crime to get into the Evil League of Evil. But he keeps being he keeps being stopped by Captain Hammer, played by Nathan Fillion. Ah. Oh, he's getting on the end alumnus now, is he? <laughs> and, uh... I'll fuck a lot of at that point. <laughs> But then, uh, Nate Patrick Harris also has is in love with this girl called I think she's called Penny in it. It's Felicia oh. Day. Who's Felicia Day again? She she's mainly known for like YouTube stuff. Like she she does geek and sundry stuff on YouTube. Is she shit or what? No, she's great. She like she did her own web series called The Guild, which is like you know, like a kind of World of Warcraft guild that like plays World of Warcraft together. Yeah. And uh, but yeah, she she's an actress. Well, like I think she was in like the later seasons of like Buffy and stuff. All right, okay. I'm gonna check her out now because it sounds familiar. I feel like I should know her. But anyway, continue. But yeah, it's it, you know it's it's a musical. There's some fun songs in there, and it's just it's cool. These because it is like super low budget. Like there's mm. I don't think they really had any kind of budget for it, like because they did it just for the crack during the writers' strike. Mm. And so it's just. It's it's cool the way it's shot because it is just so kind of raw. Basically, it's, it, it looks like it would just be you out with your fucking handy cam or something. You know Seems mean? for like, me as well, because it's fucking Joss Whedon and stuff like that too. He's a good writer, but I think he really thrives. and When he's kind of taking a hand, when he when he's very tongue-in-cheek like stuff, like Cab in the Woods and, you know, like all the sort of dialogue mm-hmm. and Buffy, I, I really like that stuff. I think he's kind of unrivaled in many ways. I've been able to do it. Yeah. As is, it's a lot of fun, and but there's there's some seriousness in there as well, and it just has a nice balance of kind of comedy and drama and nice music, and I think because he just did it off his own back, there's a bit more freedom. 
Aye, like about kind of more risque. Like he says balls at one point. <gasps> which you would never get away with in network television. Not in Buffy, certainly not. <laughs> 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 Who a chuck a grape? Anyway, uh I Don't be dirty. <laughs> I am gonna recommend it's the third man. So obviously it's just a standard classic. It's fucking always Didn't loaded. see the first two. <laughs> <laughs> a single man and Two guns. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to make a joke, but I thought better of it. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to make a joke, but then I realised it wasn't funny. <laughs> well, <laughs> I would have had you in stitches. But uh, no, Third Man, nineteen forty-nine. Carol Reed. It's uh, got Orson. It's Orson Welles, one of his most famous roles, and it's set in Vienna, literally like just after World War Two's ended. And what's really interesting is that it was shot in Vienna, literally just after World War Two had ended. So Vienna It's like when you rhyme house with house <laughs> it's, like, it's like fucking It's when the fucking city is absolutely fucked But It really looks like Vienna I know but It really looks like Vienna No but you know when you're fucking <laughs> But what I'm saying I just had another broad experience here Fucking hell. <laughs> <laughs> what I'm saying though is that we've become desensitized now to seeing post World War Germany and like European cities, but this was actually it. I mean, they didn't have yeah. to dress it up in any way, so that's what's even fucking more interesting about it, you cheeky fuckers. <laughs> but, uh. <laughs> Save a bit of money in that one. Like, <laughs> <laughs> happy fucking yeah. days. My gosh, I get rubbed on the hot dogs, we want more in. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's Carol Reed uh, Orson Welles is Harry Lime he's been up to some dodgy dealing in Vienna he's disappeared and basically and this is well you know what I won't spoil it but it's all about trying to find Harry Lime and whether he's dead or not and his best friend based played in a real by, case too eh? based in a real case what was it I even know that Joseph Cotton who's out there looking for him and it's a classic for a reason it looks fucking unbelievable black and white cinematography's phenomenal looking do do everything's do like a pin then the soundtrack on the, is it a harpsichord or what is it it's, it's <laughs> I want to say lapsteel, but I don't think it is. Yeah, but uh, I mean, lapsteel. But it's like you know the things you have uh, on your fingers. You oh, have, so it's you have rings, so it's plucked. Lapsteel's like like the American. It's like Tiny Dancer as in a country song until that comes on. comes on. Then you go, that's a country song. Wait, is harpsichord? That's is that like what's that? Harpsichord's the plucked piano. Aye. But, but is um, there actual you play keys? keys and then the, the, the actual piano the, the the mechanism plucks the string Aye. but well you're on is it like what Billy Connolly plays in fucking no. what's no, that no it's saying here that what's it's, that it's quite similar what's that but the, it's saying I love that I love that I like that Anton Karast on the soundtrack for the third man and apparently it's a zither a zither yeah I was never gonna get that like. no I never was I but anyway, it uh, looks fucking incredible. It's great mushroom. Obviously, here it is here. I turn off for I know. You got what I was on about, didn't I? But it uh, looks incredible. It's full on the war, but then just because the soundtrack's so good too, and it's just kind of subverted in many ways, and because it's set in a post-World War Europe, where everything's kind of mysterious and the whole world's fucked, it, it just adds this sort of suspense. That's fucking brilliant. Really, really good. And one of the kind of most iconic finishing shots ever which is just this big static shot but it says a lot and I'll not spoil it but it just shows what you can do mm. with very little mm. so it's lethal 
Awesome. Have it. I must watch it again soon. Next thing you put that in my head. No. So what do you call the thing that Billy Connolly plays in the series of first events? Oh, do you know what I'm on about? Uh, it's uh, fuck, because he plays it in some of his gigs. Um, an auto harp? Yeah, I think it is an auto harp because he usually played like when he first started out in his comedian days. That would have been a major part of his set because like musical comedy is to be a big thing, and he'd always whack out that thing where it's at his neck, but he kind of plucks across it. He's got the yeah. wee, the wee kind of spike on his aye. finger. Aye, aye. Well, it's all, 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 all the fingers in it. I'm nearly, all, all aye, the fingers. I'm nearly sure it's called an auto harp, but I'll just <laughs> all the fingers. Uh, yeah, it's an auto harp. Yeah, nice one. Go. Nailed it. <laughs> Hey, I posed the question some, and then some, answered somebody, it. <laughs> somebody forgot they sleep in GCSE music. Uh-huh. <laughs> actually, actually got caught sleeping in music class one day. Right, we had a sub one time, and then and then so I was just all oh, okay, prop a pen up, head down, and uh, uh, I was I became lethal at that. <laughs> but I was sleeping like I used to prop I used to prop me you know me my knuckles under my chin uh, <laughs> and have a book, my hand resting on a book on an open page. Uh, it was, uh, oh, no, you see, I would always have a pen up, fine, aren't I? <laughs> so it looked like I was writing something. Oh, nice one! Well, that's a different. But, thing, uh, yeah. <laughs> but no, the the, sol- the substitute teacher like woke me up and she's all, uh, "You appear to be snoring." <laughs> I had to get nabbed. I uh, in the summer away one time. I still sleep and work now. Though they don't catch me. Yeah. I just I put I put my hand on the <laughs> mouse and then. Just <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't mind with your task, company. There's nothing better than not doing a shite or sleeping on work and just that really nice sensation of thinking I'm getting paid for this. Yeah. I'm getting paid to take this shite here. Aye, aye, aye. I'm on the clock. <laughs> That's you, should, you, should, you should try having a wank at work as well, nice. <laughs> I probably. Well, actually, I was about to splurt at his name there, but I shamp on a friend of mine yesterday. <laughs> I'll shite and work. I'll sleep and work. I won't go as far as what they're saying. Just very bis about that. Aye. Like you know, what I mean? it feels like you're stepping over a line. Aye, it's like if someone caught Aye. you, that's probably a felony. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. If you're caught sleeping and working, you can get away with it. Aye, and that's all the guy. Like, like, a couple of times you've kind of been treated by doing a line that you can't really come back from. <laughs> I, know, I think it's even though, even if you just don't say that I say about bonds or something like that, and nobody ever knew. So I'm sick. I'm sick. I'm sick. I don't know. <laughs> I'm trying to squeeze this pulse out of my deck. I don't know. You don't know about that. A Snyder took a, a spider took a bite of me. <laughs> but it is. I think it's not even. Even if nobody ever knew about it, you'd know about it. Aye, <laughs> you know what I mean, aye. it's like, have I went too far? Aye. Well, I have, yeah, I have friends that have done stuff in work <laughs> with with their girlfriends. Oh my word! Oh no! Yeah, you do that. Like. Aye, aye. But why is that better? Just saying because. Because there's well, someone else involved. I suppose a wank is like... like a wank is a sad, You literally cannot thing. control yourself. You like, <laughs> <laughs> literally don't have a rein on your fucking... You know, like if, your if someone else is involved, it's like, oh, we just kind of got carried away. Right? <laughs> <laughs> can't get, can't get car- carried away <laughs> with yourself. Sorry, just got my carried away with myself. <laughs> you can see that happening to John Dice, can you? <laughs> you can see... I'm a definitely having a John Dice. <laughs> Somebody walk on them for fuck's sake. You know the worst thing? This is the first time I even tried this. <laughs> You're going to think me I do this all the time. <laughs> definitely not be my year. Right? Uh, 
Biggie, I love fucking spirit coming out of your teeth. <laughs> <laughs> hey. Hey. Poison hey. spirit. He's always all I know, but the hand's still white, so it feels like somebody else is doing it. <laughs> <laughs> it feels like I'm taking a pleasure on David. Uh, it feels like I'm a sort of stranger on there. Like. <laughs> right, so Aaron, what's your recommendation? <laughs> Lethal weapon too. Is that it? Hi, hold on, shit. Uh, fucking. Uh, well, what's up to yourselves? You can pick lethal weapon two or sorcerer's apprentice. Sorcerer's apprentice. Yes. What's that? Disney film. We. What do you call Seth Rogen's mucker that was in Jay Barsha? Aye. Aye, the Cir- Cirque du Freak. Yeah, Cirque du Freak, Jay Barsha. No, Sorcerer's Apprentice. Aye, with Nick Cage and stuff. Aye, aye. Is that good, eh? Ah, it's really enjoyable. It was one of these things where, like, I was, I was meant to meet my friend Matt. Uh, it was uh, a it's Saturday. Elliot Gould fun. Yeah, uh, the Elliot Gould one. And uh, I was sitting at home and uh, like, I started this, and I was like, I fuck, I'll get somebody to hear while, while this is on and stuff and all. And I had the radio on the kitchen, so it was like sort of dipping in and out of the living room and stuff and all. And then I came over a bit of food and all and finished the food, and I was just like going. Yeah, well, watch about more Asher, anyway. You've got Alfred. <laughs> I'll give it a chance, like. Hey, you get Alfred. No, but uh, 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 Alfred Molina in it as well. Mm. And you had Monica Bellucci in it as well. Oh. And, uh, Hello. I was just like. <laughs> or Bellucci? Is that what I. Yeah. Fuck no. It's not, it's not, you know, it's not Jim Bellucci's fucking sister, like. You know, so it's like, you know, so there's a difference there. And how you pronounce how it. How he tries. <laughs> he, he how, how, how Jim tries. He yeah. wishes. He fucking he, he, <laughs> wishes his sister was a blanket. But uh, what do you call it? Um, <laughs> Sad though. Um, Definitely wanking I'm working. No. <laughs> <laughs> but I know it was. It, it's it's fucking. Uh, it is. It's the first time in a long time where where I felt that kind of Saturday evening kind of winning thing. You know, we were just going. Well, cause this kind of this is cool and it's well made and it's you know and. Is magic real? <laughs> is, is magic... Do you want to be a sorcerer's real? apprentice? <laughs> no, I want to be a sorcerer. Fuck being an apprentice. Sir. That's is Nick Cage the sorcerer? He's the sorcerer, right? Uh, I see. He's very good in it. Yeah. He's done his apprenticeship yeah. already. He's, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's not fucking cleaning off sorrows anymore. Like no. <laughs> see, I was trying to, I was trying to make like, a joke like an air, but I don't know enough about like builders and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> fucking... <laughs> Crack some kind of joke. The only thing you could think of is like, oh, he has an ass crack now. <laughs> yeah, he's not fucking bringing in cups of water juice anymore. Like. <laughs> uh, there's nobody fucking passed up his hole anymore <laughs> from a height. They don't send him to get left-handed wands anymore. No, no. <laughs> See, you got there. I know, I got there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Left had the screwdriver or something on or sky hooks. <laughs> sky hook. <laughs> exactly. What's a sky hook? Some tartan. Right, where do you hook it on? Oh, the sky. Ah, fuck. Ah, <laughs> bastards. Some tartan I'm paint new. as well. <laughs> Did you say tartan paint? Ah, that's the thing. <laughs> tartan paint. That's another one. Right? The best one I've seen recently was that one that went viral. Where, uh, what was it, like a fucking labourer's apprentice and it was his first day in the job and that poor fella, he's only about 16. But it was all here, see, to get that fucking ball so going, you have to run up a streetway and then knock a tick off. So it's just this boy <laughs> running up and down a streetway, I saw with a wheel rolling across the ground for about five minutes. Critter. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Getting the absolute contact in him too. <laughs> oh, God. But anyway, 
Uh, no, I mean, it, it has all these elements. It's, you know, it reminded me a lot of, like, Hocus Pocus or something. You know, it's all it's all quite light and quite fun. And, like, I mean, the baddies, Alpha Million is always really good as a baddie, like. Ugly mm-hmm. bastard, too. You've got, I think, I'm nearly sure. Yeah, honestly, one, I would never usually say he's one of the ugliest men I've ever seen in my life. Anyway, mm-hmm. going <laughs> to... <laughs> what do you call it? Uh, you know, what do you call him? He was the leading rock and roller. He was... Jared Butler. He was, he was Danny. Danny's brother. You know, and uh, Deb, uh, fucking Dead Man's Shoes. Ah, Trees. fuck, what what's him? his name? That's going to annoy me. Because uh, he's, he's in, what do you call it now, soon? Uh, Jared, or not Jared Sapphire, fucking... <laughs> Ben Hur, he's a leading Ben Hur. Is this your new your new favorite song? Apparently, Ben Hur is fucking leaping. Ben Hur, that's fucking absolutely bogging. Toby yeah. Cable. Yep, I would never get that. Nah, before. in fairness. Oh, is I, he thing with his brother and Dead Man's Shoes? Aye, aye. Can you just get that now? No, it's Anthony's brother. It's Anthony's brother. It's been ages yeah. since I've seen fucking. You're a fuck. <laughs> Embarrassment to me. Oh, that's fucking so sad. Toby Kevin's great. He's 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 kind of like the next Andy Circus in in the performance capture game. I was there was a boy serving me in that film I was working on recently. He was a spot Andy Circus. He works in Jack's Bar. Honestly, it's uncanny. Get down and see him. Mate, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Is that on or not? Hold on. I don't even know his name. <laughs> just same bit. about what pints we have a green suit on. Just Aye. <laughs> just walk in. <laughs> Stand there, mate. <laughs> he, he drops a pints and he fucking goes back to that bar like a girl. He does. <laughs> <laughs> he does. A, he does a whole roll. Sam doing shut eyes up, Mary's fucking on the chandelier. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you turn up, oh, Mary. A fucking bull in your ring. <laughs> oh, you turn around, you're all like, is the circus in town? Table ten are gone to put the knees on your rings for hours. No, but mind I showed you the picture of the boy. It looked like Andy Circus as well. It was, it was my brother's No. Ah, he really, he really looks like Andy Circus. But when I first met him, though. I've, I forgot Andy Serkis' name, so I was all like, you know the boy who played Gollum? And then he really did Probably not the best icebreaker. Like yeah. That. He's all, oh, no, but the actual guy's like far better looking. Uh, uh, you can look like Gollum. Uh, you can look like an ugly bastard. Like uh, remember that wee fucking Stoke? Uh, you can look like him. That wee slimy Stoke? You can't look like him. You fucking cunt. Just, uh, you can't look like him. <laughs> but yeah, Toby, let's be friends. Toby Kebble played. <laughs> Toby Kebble played the 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 baddie ape in the in Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. What'd you call him? Kobe or something? Kobe? Co- Kobe? <laughs> no, Koba or something. It was only uh, Koba, I think. I. Kobe. Just fucking shots of him across the room. <laughs> Just fucking dumping coconuts over the other side. Bala. <laughs> but I, because I think he played the. <laughs> uh, uh, the alien or monster or whatever and attack the block as well Did Toby he... Cable I think so I was wondering because unless I'm completely getting this wrong it seemed like he was kind of making a bit of a breakout a few years ago and then I haven't seen him in as much stuff as what I thought he was in Fantastic Four but that was shit uh, he was Doom was he Doctor Doom? aye he really doesn't suit that in fairness I don't know well, that's why it's <laughs> a bad film I almost unplaced in that film like, but no I mean it seemed like he was going to break out Years ago, and it doesn't really quite happen, but he's a fucking great actor. So hopefully, he, it, hopefully, it does. He is, he is making like a name for himself in in the performance capture game because I mind hearing he's he's in something else soon doing like performance capture as well. And he 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 said like he learned a lot from Andy Circus being on Donald by the Apes and stuff. So I think he's an up and comer in so that kind of side of it. As opposed to the Sorcerer's Apprentice, he's Circus's Apprentice. Hey! <laughs> hey! 
out there. I'm out there. I'm out this month. No flies. No flies after. Right, so summer up there. Jesus Christ. Yeah, you done me. Circus is a print. Yeah, sir. But, uh, <laughs> don't oh, start that fucking <laughs> don't start that fucking shit but uh I uh <laughs> so, no, I want John Dice's catchphrase <laughs> don't start that don't start that fucking shit <laughs> if somebody brings up a fact that he's yellow don't be don't be starting that fucking no, shit no he, he has to have a pure hate he has to have a real kryptonite he has a real hatred of Sohan <laughs> as we all aside from so, like, aside from the fact that his life's like, fucking shit don't cocktail crisps or something uh, he's like for fuck's sake he's serious <laughs> he's like his fucking cousin's red or something there's like a unisex toilet of the thing and I was all why does I don't be fucking bringing up that shit <laughs> whatever or, or why, why are the chips red when in the other casino they're fucking green he has, has been fucking griping him for about 10 years on top of his fucking John that's like <laughs> so he's thinking about the John so he's thinking about but like he's just got like the worst kiss that John's of all time he just can't really shake it <laughs> Anyway, wrap up. The Jones is that bad. He calls them Jacks. <laughs> <laughs> They're sticking around. Hey, it's got familiar. Sorcerer's Apprentice. No, it's it's really good. It's really well set designed, and the effects in it aren't too over the top. Like it's pretty much all real locations. Kind of the effects, style, and all. It feels like sort of like Harry Potter when they're like you know when like. Uh, you know, big urban areas mm. where pretty much it's all the actors and it's a real location and all, and it's very clean, it's very good. And this Brookheimer produced it and stuff like that. There, um, I very it's one of like I was meant to meet my friend, and I was just like, one, I'll be a bit longer here. I just wanted to find out what happened, yeah. you know, and that's the best thing you can say about a film. It's like, I fuck it, no, I'm actually enjoying this. This is yeah. kind of cool, and it's a bit of a laugh, and uh, you know, and uh, I would recommend it. It's a very He's been hovering over it. It's very enjoyable. It won't let you down. Uh, good film. Boom. Awesome. Okay, we'll wrap it up there, folks. Thank you so much for listening. If you like getting in contact with us, you know, let us know your thoughts on John Dice. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and yeah. give us some suggestions <laughs> of, of, of his, of his co- cookie adventures he can get into. <laughs> We'll leave it down to the listeners. What is his pet peeve? What does he absolutely uh, hate? You know, sex toilets probably not, not not the strongest of. of, of it can be. Do, a lot do of they enemies. actually exist though? Unisex toilets? Yeah, of course. There's one exists in the fucking wolf and dairy. Already? Yep. Do they have? Do they also have? You don't need sex toys. <laughs> He's pretty good. Yeah, pretty good. Yeah, he said some words. <laughs> Rap you can rap. find us on Facebook, Let's Talk More Movies Podcast. You can find us on Twitter, at Talk More Movies. Or you can email us, Let's Talk More Movies at gmail.com. You can also leave us comments or reviews on iTunes, ACAST, whatever podcast service you like. I have been your host, <laughs> Michael Brez. Chat goes with Chat Go. Yeah. Calm Harris with Calm Harris. Bada bada. Episode. Definitely, baby. Thank you so much for listening. Goodbye. If we ever change the name of Let's Talk for Movies, it should be something like 
save the cat or like save the chat <laughs> you know <laughs> something ah, you know you know, you know uh, yeah. <laughs> that's it <laughs> <laughs> as humans we're naturally driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed when i was looking to hire someone it was so slow and overwhelming i wish i had used indeed if you need to hire you need indeed Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. 